from downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we unite with Natasha Gowrit to talk about the Pokemon Presents and the new DLC for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Has the student become the mustard? Come get some! Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 225, your place for Nintendo news from Nintendo fans like yourself. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, Game of the Year 2021 confirmed Johnson. I'm Jeremy, knees behind my toes, Mikowski. I'm John, the Sunboy Knitter. And we have a special guest this week. Pokemon trainer Natasha Garrett. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Natasha is joining us again to talk about Pokemon, because we have some more Pokemon news happening, but as we've been doing as of late, we'll start off talking about the Corona situation and all that. Corona. 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 We haven't talked to you about your quarantine. How is life? Are you working? Are you off? Or... Uh, I am still working full time. I took off. I, I took my very first vacation days from today to Friday because I needed a vacation. Mm. But yeah, I am. I feel lucky to still be working right now. Um, things opened up more in North Carolina, which is interesting. Yeah, but cases are now rising like crazy here, so I'm worried we're gonna go back into quarantine because yeah. I think we opened too soon. Like. I know Chicago's pretty, pretty crazy jam-packed and tight with their rules compared to here. Like, we just had the wear mask outside rule mm. happen on, fri- like, this past Friday. Yeah. You just moved but, there recently, right? Like, you moved there and now you're in quarantine. Yeah, seriously. Like, I moved here in January and then two months later I'm in quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, been interesting. I mean, yeah, I don't think anybody really expected it. It was just kind of like, okay. Yeah, it was super sudden, and I was like, okay, well then, great. So, luckily my dog has gotten me through it. Like, I got her before quarantine even started, so, like, it actually gave me an opportunity to train her better. So, and she's good. I named her after a Pokemon. <laughs> Which one? A uh, lily pup, but I only took the lily part of it. I spell it like the lily pup, though, and her nickname is lily pup. Oh, okay. But, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Makes sense. You got your own real-life Pokemon. Exactly. And she picked her for, like, oh my god, I'm not sure if you guys saw it, but I made her pick her, like, starter Pokemon yesterday, and she chose Bulbasaur. Oh, good choice. That was my right? that was my starter, too, in the first game. Yeah. It was Bulbasaur, yeah. I still I still think Bulbasaur is great. I know that some people don't like grass-type Pokemon, but they're wrong. Bul- <laughs> Bulbasaur is cute, but I'm definitely... My, I, I have to have my Charmander. <laughs> yeah. no, Char, Charizard is definitely cooler, but I still have 
love for Bulbasaur because he's, he's my first. I know dogs like to eat grass, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, and she likes her grass whenever she gets a chance. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah, we don't we don't need to talk too much longer about that. I was just wondering how you how you were in your situation. So you haven't had a whole lot of extra time since you're still since you're still working, right? Because you can work from home, yeah. I believe. Yeah, Sounds actually, like-, like nothing really changed for me. I worked from home when I moved here, so like my job has always been remote. Um, so I was kind of used to everything going on. It was just it just felt weird that everything was closing all of a sudden and mm. like closing super early. It, yeah. When I when I met you at the meet at the Chicago at the I play games meetup, you had multiple jobs too, so I wasn't yeah. sure which one you were working on because I I know you like worked at GameStop for a minute and you were doing dance stuff and then you had yeah. another thing as well. So I w- I was working like three jobs too, like when <laughs> before all of this happened. So oh, it's man. kind of but none of them I can really work from home. So oh, as, as of right um, now. You should I'm get more jobs that. just in case, you know? Yeah, I get this. I was once working I mean, I nine would. jobs at the same time. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's the world that we live in. Most people have multiple jobs because it's hard. You to need to have work. 10 jobs just so yeah. one of them is something you can work from home. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Job, your side hustle. Yeah, you have this to- could be your job. I'd I mean, like- this is like your job. It is my job right now, yeah. It's the only thing I'm getting paid for, just through uh, donations. That's pretty good, Thanks though. to the wow. patrons. But uh, not yeah. But uh, we can we can move on from there. Uh, so we can at the start of the show uh, we can jump right into the Pokemon stuff. Is there uh, as we start our normally show our show normally as we normally start our show we talk about the new games that we've been getting and stuff we've been getting into. Is there anything else other than Pokemon that you want to talk about, uh, Natasha? Here, other games that you've been playing off the bat before we jump into the news. Animal Crossing New Horizons. I think I put in over like 120 hours into mm. that already. <laughs> Say, what, what, what's what's that game? We, I've never heard of that game. What is? I'm, I'm kidding. You've never heard of that game? Well, I'll <laughs> tell you. <laughs> so, basically, in super basic terms, you are a living human being on a deserted island with a bunch of animals. Yeah. We, <laughs> basic we, terms. Yeah, we we've been we've been playing it a lot. Also, I, I'm actually kind of starting. I'm starting to not play it as much now. I actually went two days without playing it, which is the m- longest I've gone since it since it came out. But uh, I know, uh, yeah, we we've all been playing it for a while. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's highly addictive. I'm, I'm I think more- it was last last week. I I paid off my last load, or two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, it was maybe two weeks ago. Then I said I was going to do one more big score on the turnips. I got my big score this week. Yeah, like so, I got three million in the bank and. Dang. This is now like day three that I've not played the game. Oh man! Wow! You were like, I got yeah. all the money. I don't need it. I'm I'm just hoping yeah. for. I mean, I'm just hoping that they'll have more interesting stuff in July because June. I mean, you guys did the wedding stuff, but I I didn't. I, I, I already I did, did one day of it. Yeah, right. I already did wedding it's stuff in real fun. life. I don't need to do that. And uh, and I think <laughs> I think Harv is. I think the Harv guy is super creepy, Harvey. creepy and weird. <laughs> yeah, Harvey's always been that way. Yeah. He really has. <laughs> He's like really I think like I only remember him the most from like when I was playing New Leaf and he just seemed like a really sketchy hippie dog. Yeah, he's he's weird, and he oh, yeah. and that wasn't he part of the big update, like the Welcome Amiibo update that happened 
for New Leaf. I remember Jeremy yeah. and I talked about that direct that they had where they added all the stuff where you could you could scan the amiibo and it was weird because it was like this huge update like years after New Leaf had came out, but yeah. that was kind of the way you know Nintendo wants to keep things going and all that. Did yeah. you uh, did you play did you play your birthday stuff today on uh, on Animal Crossing? I did. Yeah. I was streaming that too, and I was crying throughout the whole thing because it was just so cute. Yeah, yeah. I felt so emotional. I cried after the Pokemon Direct. I cried when I was playing Animal Crossing birthday stuff. And like, holy crap, they give you so much stuff for your birthday in that game, even oh, yeah. more than the other games. Did you yeah. did, did you go around and give all the cupcakes to all your different villagers and all that? I gave only one of them to like a villager just because I wanted to keep the rest of them for myself. Oh, okay. Cause if you, well, cause if so you, cute. For, for every other villager that like wasn't at your party or didn't give you a gift, they'll all mm-hmm. give you another gift if you give them a cupcake. So that, oh. that was something that I, that I realized that I, that I figured out. Cause I actually, I changed the time. So I did my birthday like nine years in the future or whatever, because I thought that, I thought that was the only way you could hear KK birthday was if your birthday was on a Saturday. So oh, I, ended, no. so I ended up doing the whole time travel thing and, I went to the future and had my birthday early and then I, and then I did, and then I, and then I did it on the regular day. But the second time around, I realized that if you go around and talk to all your villagers and, and you use the cupcakes and give them cupcakes, they'll all give you a, a birthday present after you give them a cupcake. So you can get like however many, bir- how many presents you have for cupcakes. So that's pretty cool. If you, if you want to get an extra thing, they'll, they'll all give you a present after you give them that. So. Man, I just want to keep them and just look at them because they're cute. <laughs> they are. <laughs> That's what they are I usually super cute. do. Yeah. Right. Mm. Can you plant them and grow a cupcake tree? That would oh be God, that I would wish. be cool. I didn't try that, but yeah, that would that would be neat. But yeah, aside from that, I mean, most of the the time I've been playing, I was playing every day to do like the money tree and stuff like that, and yeah. I'm still trying to get the the rocket uh, DIY. Which I never, which I never got a hold of. The uh, that's the spaceship rocket. There's two different rockets. There's the there's the closet rocket and there's the regular rocket. Because I need the rocket to build the robot, which I was never able to build because I never got the rocket. I think it's in the store sometimes. Yeah, so well, I might get lucky. The one, yeah, I th- the one that I'm looking for is uh, it's it's from Celeste. It's a it's a Celeste thing. So oh, darn you, it. So you have to talk to her, and it's random. And I I've talked to her a bunch of times, and still haven't gotten it. So there's a lot of different stuff associated with. Have that. you gotten repeat stuff though, or are you getting new stuff every time? I've been getting new stuff. I haven't gotten any repeats. I don't think yet. But yeah, so we still did- whittling it down. Happen. I mean, there was a, we did like this, uh, we actually, we're doing, been doing virtual meetups with Kevin now that no bars are open in Chicago and all that. So I did do, um, I was actually on another podcast yesterday. So my, that was during most of the stuff that Kevin was doing, but I did pop into there. They, they did like an animal crossing meetup in the Missy Chan, the fan, her, uh, and at her island. And Celeste was there, and I talked to Celeste, and I still didn't get a rocket. I got this, I got this gold, no. I got this golden cancer table DIY from her. So, so that's that's no. what happened with that. But yeah, we did do we did another thing where you know they do uh, giveaways, and she'll have a bunch of stuff on the ground that people can take and stuff like that. We did one last month too, so that's what we've been doing lately with that. So that's fun then. Yeah. Yeah, so we, yeah. Did we just switch over to the sign of, sign of cancer? I guess so. Cause it's the, 
Yeah, we we must. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I don't know. I don't really follow that stuff. But I just got a Gemini star I, fragment the other day. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm a Cancer baby. That's all I know. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Well, then we are. <laughs> yeah. Then we are definitely in Cancer because it's your okay. birthday today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That all makes sense. For sure. Have you pull, have you paid off your loans and all that? Or are you still paying on that? I paid them all off. So my brother, my brother's friend John had like really really like high prices for turnips one day and so my brother time traveled back in time so i could go buy turnips from his island Um. and then i would keep it was a whole big cycle and then i made 10 million bells that day and paid everything off within a few days oh (laughs) you did you did the time travel cheats except i didn't do it because i don't like it so my brother did it for me yeah (laughs) your hands are clean no your hands are clean yeah yeah yeah, no, I, mean, I have no. If people want to time travel, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. really. I have nothing against it. It's just it was weird when I did it because it's like I went nine nine years in the future, and the only thing that happened was my guy's hair was messed up, and there was like, and there was weeds in the in the town. No and roaches. I, yeah, no, yeah, and there are also a lot of roaches in my house, which which sucks. <laughs> but I've, I've and you re- stomped on all of them, right? Yes, I got I got rid of all of them. Good. Yeah. So. uh can you catch one? Uh, not in your house. I, you have to. Yeah. I, I don't know how you could. I don't know if it's a seasonal thing. It used to be you would leave a a tree stump out, and that's how you would get one. But it might be. It, it's probably seasonal or different now because I haven't heard anything about the ones in the wild yet. But I know. I know. Just got mm-hmm. ants. Like if you want to get ants, you have to leave your turnips out, and they and they get. You have to leave them out for like an extra week where you can't sell them, and they'll get rotten, and ants will be in them, and that's how you catch an ant for the. For the museum. I think Jeremy did that as well. But I didn't catch an ant. Do you just use your net on it or what? I believe so. How else would oh, okay. you do it? It's just <laughs> sitting on the ground. I was waiting for an ant to appear on top of it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Jess said she caught one, but I don't, it didn't sound like it was that, that complicated. It's not like the mole, the whatever, the mole cricket and all that. Oh, yeah, when you wait for the noises to happen. Yeah, that one was. Yeah, and they only pay you like 300 bells or something cheap. Yeah, they're not. All this work. They're not worth it. Yeah. They, and they're, they were they were annoying for me to catch. It took, took forever for me to catch one the first time because I just Did could you... not find the right sound, I guess, or find the right spot to dig and all that. That makes sense. Yeah. Did you guys catch a flea though? Many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Cool. Because like I always thought it was funny. You like literally had to bonk the villagers on their head in order to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a sheepdog villager named Shep, and he has fleas like all the time. Oh my god. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> needs of a course. needs a collar. You buy him a collar from the uh, from the store from the Nook and Way, or whatever it's called. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I'm hoping there's an update for that at some point though too. I, li- I like when the I got the big giant stores with Greasy Grace yeah. and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think yeah. there's still an update coming for that because we've got that upstairs, uh, the stairs going up um, that are blocked off. Right. So we haven't seen up there yet. Oh, and there's the, like a, the there's like a picnic basket mysteriously just right in the way mm. that you can't get up there. Yeah. I mean. But then again, a lot of games do that kind of stuff. Like, there's so many doors that go to nowhere in Pokemon. Well, that's that's true. And a lot, <laughs> a, a lot of RPGs, they do that where where they can't. There's too much stuff to, so you can't go everywhere. But yeah. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that they're going to do with Animal Crossing. They're going to continue to support DLC like for free. So there'll be new stuff in July yeah. and each each and you know, of course, the same thing with the seasons changing and all that. 
well, there'll be new stuff to do. So I'm hoping there'll be more stuff in July to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeremy was saying there's like a bug off or something at the at yeah, the end of the month is. at this month. So Saturday. Yeah, so there's still some stuff to do. So I'll, I guess I'll try that when that comes around. Looks like it's going to be similar to the fishing tournament as far as point based, and you get prizes. Oh, okay. Yeah. But bugs aren't as easy to catch as fish, I guess. Depending. <laughs> Depending on True. what it is, yeah. You can't use bug bait. Yeah, there's no there's no bug bait. Yeah, so I I don't know. I guess at at a certain time in the day, there's a lot of butterflies flying around and all that. Well, uh, I've got a lot of flowers, so I've got a lot of bug options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, if uh, if we said enough about Animal Crossing, we can move on to the to one to one of the big things of last week. But Pokemon DLC is out now, Sword and Shield. We mentioned it briefly last week, but it had just come out, and uh, Jeremy hadn't gotten it yet. But Jeremy got it. Natasha, you have it. Mm-hmm. How how is it? I haven't played. It. I haven't played it yet. I still have not finished Pokemon Sword and Shield, so oh, I, I was kind of waiting. I was waiting to. I, I know you can go to the island before you beat the game, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of Xenoblade Chronicles right now, so I was just trying. I think to it almost assumes that, that you will. Yeah, I kind of got the impression that it expected a lot of people to be low level. Oh, really? But when it, they got to the island, yeah, it scales. It scales though, right? To whatever you. It have. does. Yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you guys think of the DLC? Like, have you have you beat it? Have you oh, searched around? Like, what have you been doing on it? So, like, I was streaming Isle of Armor like last was it last week? Yeah, last week. Mm-hmm. And I haven't beaten it yet, but it's only because I got so into it on stream, and then the fire alarm went off in my building because the grocery store in my building was on fire. Oh wow! Oh jeez. So yeah. So like instead of streaming, I got I instead evacuated, and you could hear it at the end of that stream, and I clipped <laughs> it on my Twitch. Nice. Because looking back at it, it's kind of funny with how I reacted, but everyone's okay. <laughs> yeah. It was just oh, small fire, was, but yeah. The only thing that could pull you away from Pokemon was fire. It was a real fire, exactly. <laughs> a, re- a real fire. Did you so? Yeah. So is there? There's different things you can do on it, right? Like, is there a choice of like which tower you go to, or? I believe so. Would it, yeah. I, I haven't made you... it that far myself. Um, I just got Cubfu. Okay. And it got to where he was following me around, and um, I've leveled him up a few times, but he hasn't evolved or anything. So that's where I'm at. Um, you talk to Mustard, and he tells you he basically highlights some spots on the map that he, that you should go to. And I don't know if those are just spots where you're supposed to go battle for a little bit mm. or what. I know eventually, though, you got to go back with your souped up cub foo. Like, you got to get him strong and you got to build your bond with him. So that's the part that I'm on. I think because wasn't there two different ways you can evolve cub foo, right? Aren't, aren't there, uh, like, it can go one way or the other? I remember there's a choice. There's like two different things you can do. And, and it's, uh, and I figured I would do one and Jeremy would do the other one. And I know there's different. You get a different rival depending on which version you have, whether whether it's shield or sword. And mm. and there's yeah. a, and there's like a bigger. There's a bigger wild area right there with a lot more stuff to look for. Huge. Yeah, the whole area is yeah. a wild area. Yeah. Um, but it's, isn't it like all previous generation Pokemon? Like any like pretty much all the other gens? Because that's what I've been noticing. If anything from Kento to Lola. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they have new ones per se, aside from uh, Cub Fu, 
But yeah, they, they were bringing more ones in that weren't in there yet, like during that. And I know there's the Diglet where you look for the Diglet. Like everybody seems to be liking that. It's so. like a hundred Diglet. I yeah. don't want to yeah. do it. They're everywhere. I don't, don't want to do it. It's like the Korok and Zelda. Like at first you just see them all over the place. You're like, this is going to be easy. And then, and then yeah, within, then within like a, a little while of looking for them, you're like, Holy shit! Uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be like three I'd never find because they're in these weird like obscure places and they look like pebbles. Oh man, that's gonna suck for me. I'm not ready. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> One thing that's nice is that it tells you how many are in each area. Oh, okay, so really? like, kind of so like, like the yeah uh, yeah the trading lowlands or whatever they call it. They'll be like, you get you've gotten. Or there's ten more left to get in this area, so at least you have that where it's, you can go through it uh, area by area. And I did clear out um, two spots. There's like a cave and a spot just outside the cave. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't, I'm not super familiar with the the land, all the different locations in the in the expansion yet. But I have played. I played. I probably put about an hour, hour and a half into it. Yeah. Well. um, I apparently it's it's important like you do get cool stuff if you find all of them so and and I guess it sounds like from the way you're describing it it sounds like the Pokedex you know where it'll tell you like mm-hmm. what type of Pokemon are in that area so you can kind of figure out how to get or try to get all of them you know so there is an interesting new thing that I didn't notice unless it got added in an update because I haven't played Pokemon for a while but I haven't seen mm-hmm. this anywhere else you'll see people uh, you know NPCs in the in the wild area you'll talk to them. And they'll charge you watts to show you in your Pokedex like a new Pokemon. You don't get the Pokemon, but they just show you the entry for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was that was a newer thing, I think. It wasn't at all in the wild area, hmm. so I like it. I was like, that's kind of like a lifesaver right there. Oh, so they help you. Is it stuff that's in the regular world of the game? Like they can help you find something that you maybe wouldn't have gotten yet? Only in the Isle of Armor, I think. Oh, it's only in the Isle of Armor. Okay. Yeah, like all the stuff that's there. I like I got before I got a Jigglypuff, I got an entry for a Jigglypuff. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Do you do you think it's I mean, do you think it's worth the thirty dollars so far? I know I know it's technically two updates, so this is only half of it, so you could consider it like a fifteen dollar upgrade. And I've heard that the actual the regular mission part of it is not that long that you can get through it in a couple hours, I guess, if you just do that and don't do any of the other stuff. But from what I've seen of the Wild World stuff, it looks cool. Are you guys satisfied with it thus far? I am pretty satisfied. I think it looks absolutely beautiful and it was stunning. Like, I didn't even do the JoJo part yet. I just explored for, like, a good three hours and mm-hmm. it was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that's, like, one of the major positive aspects of it is the exploring. I would agree, yeah. It's more about seeing like more of the wild area was really, it's really cool. Um, I guess, I mean, I'd say it's worth it. If you think about metrics of like, I paid $60 for the whole game and I got a lot more gameplay that I'm going to get out of this little extended section probably. But uh, I don't know, just new Pokemon stuff's fun. And this is my favorite Pokemon game I've played. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to have more content and to have sort of a, a booster shot to get me through the summer with Pokemon. And it's, and also it it's, this is the first Pokemon where you don't have to buy the whole game again and beat it all and like play it all the way through to get the extra stuff. So I felt like that was a really good step in the right direction because 
you know, they, they had done that with uh, moon with sun and moon, you know, where they had a mm-hmm. ultra sun and moon where it's like, there's extra stuff, but you got to play through the whole game. Like I didn't really, I didn't get the ultra version of it cause I didn't want to do that. And I never really beat sun and moon either. So it's, it's kind of like that, but it's, I think it's a step in right in the right direction for the game. I'm definitely, it, it's on my, it's on my radar. It's on my list of stuff to get. I was just kind of like, I was so deep in Xenoblade right now to, to get into it, but I'm going to, but I'm going to get to it at some point, but you guys both like the DLC. So you recommend it. I yeah, recommend, I recommend it for sure. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, in remembering there's another half to the DLCs is kind of nice to think like here in a few months, I've got some new content waiting for me already. Mm-hmm. And that's, and yeah. I think that's supposed to be towards the end of the year, right? If I remember correctly, I think that's what they said. It's in the fall. Okay. In the yeah. Could, and I think it's even bigger. Yeah. It could, I mean, it could be later, you know, with everything going on here and all that stuff, but who knows? Mm-hmm. But if, uh, yeah, if you guys are good on the DLC, we can talk about the Pokemon Presents that happened today. There was the second half of the Pokemon Direct that happened last week. Uh, last week was multiple games. And actually, has anybody played Cafe Mix yet? That just I'm... officially released today. I haven't tried it yet. I actually, I'm going to get it. I tried it briefly last night. It's a it's a free free to play, free to download. Um, I, I played it a little bit because after after we were playing one of the games that we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, I, I was like, I'll try this out, you know, before I go to bed. And it's it's basically a mobile game on Switch. And I say that in the fact that you can only play it with the touch screen, which kind of annoys the crap out of me because you can't play it on the TV, <laughs> you can't play it on the TV, you can't play with with the controllers. And I don't know that, but it bugs me whenever there's games that like force you to play it a certain way. It's like I could totally and and you know you put your finger on the screen on the screen and you basically stir up Pokemon that are by each other and they connect and make this whole thing and that's like what the puzzle part of it is. And I'm like I could totally do that with the joystick. I don't understand why you're making me use use the touch screen. So that kind of that kind of irritates me because right when I open the game, it's like oh hey you gotta it's like on the screen, but it's like you gotta pull the switch out and play it. Like like basically got to play it like a mobile game. So if anybody's looking looking into that game, I would recommend even just maybe just getting the mobile, getting it on phones because I know it's I know it's both. It's a switch and mobile, and it's kind of annoying that you can only play it in handheld mode and only on the touchscreen. So keep that in mind. But also, it's free. Uh, the art style is really cool. I think the Pokemon look really good on it. I li- I like like the the cartoony shading of it, like how they and they almost kind of look like little court cardboard cutout guys in the cutscenes, and everybody's super happy and they look, they look very cute. And, uh, yeah, I like, I like those Pokemon models or the ones in the toothbrush game. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I like, I think I like the ones in cafe mix better, but the toothbrush games, I like them cause they're chubby and it's, uh, we and they're have, so chibi. Yeah. <laughs> they're like you guys chibi. actually chubby and chibi. Did you actually brush your teeth longer in the game. Not yet. I, I have to brush my teeth. Did you guys download the Smile game? I, I forgot last week that it came out on the same day as as the Pokemon Pre- oh. Presents, so I could have easily downloaded it and tried it, but no, I haven't tried it, and I don't think a, I don't know if I will. <laughs> I'm going to do it on stream, just, but not, not actually brush my teeth on stream, but sure. I just want to put it on stream, yeah. and you guys reminded me just to download both of them right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought Cafe Mix looked absolutely adorable mm-hmm. and like i didn't realize it came out until like one of my friends from ghost squad was like hey natasha it came out today i was like what oh, so 
Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was super adorable, but it's really funny. I, a game that I played just like it was a Yokai Watch game that came out like five years ago now oh, okay. at GDC. Mm. Yeah, like in 2017. Okay. So it was really funny seeing the same mechanic because that game is now is now like vanished. Like they deleted it from the App Store. So the the kind of nice. Is is it the puzzle game or the uh, toothbrushing game? Puzzle game. Okay. So it had the same. You had to connect yokai heads together to make them bigger to like demolish stuff and everything. Oh, okay. It was awesome, and I like, I played it for hours because it was a time wasting game for me. Sure. And then it was different levels, but yeah. Yeah, the awesome. Pokemon Cafe mix seems like something that I would play if I was out. You know, if I if I was actually out working, I would I would definitely play it on my phone. I played a lot of Pokemon Shuffle when it when it was on there, which I mentioned last week that I did actually p- put some money into that just to get you know so you could play more times and stuff like that. So I, I would see it being like an on the go mobile thing for me. I do think it's incredibly cute, and I only played just a tiny tiny bit of the of the actual game part of it, so I don't really know how you know. So I can't don't have like a full impression of it, but it it does look cute for for right now, and I think it's worth checking out, especially since it's free and it's only like. It's only like 200 megabytes or something like that. It's super small. So if you're having if you're having if you're having like memory card trouble like I am, it'll it's easier to to download. So you can get it on there pretty quickly. But but today they they unveiled their big game which uh was um it's it, it was just one game. They didn't talk about anything else. And like I said in the very very beginning of the show, it's called uh Pokémon Unite. The first uh, online, well, I guess, first online multiplayer game like that of Pokemon. It's a, uh, I don't know. It's it's definitely different. Are they called MOBAs? Kind of, yeah, yeah. You're right. Where it's, uh, I don't really know. I don't really know anything about these games aside from playing free to play ones occasionally. What do you, Natasha? What do you think? What do you think of this game? This it's totally different than most of the Pokemon games. Are you? I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure you'll play it, but. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely excited. I, like on stream, I was like, "Oh my god, this is Pokemon League of Legends!" Yeah, no, it literally is. Um, I kind of like how everything is played. I think it's funny that basically, like, when I saw Gengar just slapping, who was he slapping? He was slapping another Pokemon. I thought it was hilarious, and I thought it was also super interesting how they don't actually have like actual attacks. They just have more so commands for attacking, I guess, mm-hmm. instead, but like not actual movesets that we're used to. Um, I did cry mm. when I realized what was going on, like after like the first reaction, I was like, wait, what is going on? But like, I did cry because I got excited. <laughs> so <laughs> it looked, it looks awesome. And I know it's still like in testing times. And I'm like, wait, I'm excited to see where it progresses. And I think it's free to play too. So it is, yeah. And and like uh ca- and like Pokemon Cafe Mix, it's the same thing where it's on Switch and mobile, so you can do either or. And yeah, free to play or free to start, whatever. So I guess that's then, that's a bigger yeah. audience, even though you know everyone kind of has a Switch now, so it's not really. And it's cross-platform. Yeah, it's cross-platform as well. So yeah, because the people they did a video, they did like a head-to-head four four v four thing in the in the video where. Uh, well, I think I think the main Pokemon guy was the only one that was using a controller. Everybody else was using their phones. But I'm, I'm glad that did this. They, did they discuss how it's monetized? No, they did not. No. They have not said that yet. Maybe it's upgrades or 
clothing. I don't know. Like, I'm thinking something similar to, like, a Fortnite battle pass or, like, a League of Legends card just for, like, getting, like, more money in the game if you, like, don't have enough coins or something. Mm -hmm. If you want to advance. I always think of when when they say free to play, I always think of, like, the, you know, like how Pokemon Shuffle was, where it's, like, you can play it a certain amount of time, but then you got to wait, like, however long for you to get more, like, whatever the fuck they're called for you to Recharge. use to, to play again. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I think, uh, the Dr. Mario world did the same thing. And I know like, uh, yeah, a, a lot of those, a lot of those mobile games do that where you have to, and I think the Mario Kart game did really, I, I don't know the mobile. I didn't like the mobile game, so I didn't play it very much. So, <laughs> so whatever, whatever that did, but, but yeah, it, it'll probably be something like that. I hope it's not a limited play thing where you can actually play it. I'm really, I'm really interested to see how they're going to do, like you were saying, like how to, how they're going to do the Pokemon stuff, like how you do your moves, because they didn't really say anything about whether you could choose what you did. Is it, is everyone just going to have one move? Like, is it going to be like all? Um, I, was, I think it's going to be similar to League of Legends mm-hmm. with how you have to use. I must say, like my keystrokes. Like I had to like to initiate a move in League of Legends. You have to just click. A letter on your keyboard to initiate a certain attack or like spell. Okay. So I think that's going to be similar, but except like it'll be mobilized and then made for console. Mm-hmm. So there'll probably be like crazy different controls on each thing. Is for, it like mobile and console? Is League of Legends not on mobile? I, I haven't I haven't played any of those games. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think League of Legends is on mobile. Oh, okay. I know it's a, it's huge in the PC gaming community. Yeah. Yeah. It's saying it's made by Tencent Studios, who've made a lot of these kind of licensed games. It's saying, yeah, that was another thing. Yeah, yeah it was. It, that they it, made they did make a League of Legends game. Did, was there a mobile League of Legends game? I don't know. That's what that's what I was yeah, just I don't asking. Know. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really played any of those games, but I'll, I'm willing to give it a try for uh, for the yeah, po- for the Pokemon side. I don't know. It's it's free to play, so we can all try to play it online. But yeah, I don't. I never really understood. I mean, I you know every every game has its own quirks, but it was never really something that I felt like I wanted to play, like the MOBA style game. And I'm not really I'm not really that big of a online multiplayer person. I'm kind of more of a, more single player. So so we'll see. But I mean, I'll give it a go. It kind of reminds me of I don't know, like Pokemon. Was it Pokemon Rumble that was like the top down one? And I and I kind of like oh, the yeah. mystery the mystery dungeon one too. I guess. Kind of, kind of reminds me of those type of games. Did you ever? Did you get the new Mystery Dungeon or the remake that came out, Natasha? Did you play that one? I did, and I had full intents of streaming and everything. Mm. Like I still haven't played it yet. It's still like hanging out oh, okay. for me to yeah. start it. But I will play it. It oh, looks okay. exciting and looks pretty. So mm. I, I played. Yeah. I played the demo. I played the free demo that like carried over. But uh, I didn't get the game because I wasn't. I was like, ah, uh, this is not really. I don't want to play the whole thing <laughs> of that one. But it, it does. <laughs> it does. Fair. It does look cool. I mean, it's it's different. It's different than the than the regular Pokemon. But this this game kind of reminds me of that one a little bit, just in the style that the way it's top down and and uh, multiplayer. But you know, it's uh, I'll stay cautiously optimistic, and hopefully, it'll be fun whenever it comes out. It's weird that they didn't give a date for it. That's kind of. Uh, discouraging where they're just like oh you know whenever it'll it's coming soon so hopefully it'll be this year i don't know some some of these announcements we'll talk about later like one of them in particular was like two was like two years from now which i was like whoa that's who does that 
<laughs> a lot of the dates and stuff up here. Yeah, because you know. as of now, and and some of the and there was a direct of sorts that happened, which we're going to talk about in the second part of the show. But some of those dates were like, it says this, but we're really doing it now, doing it this day, you know, because some of them were yeah. changed. So because of because of all the all the craziness that's happening, but yeah. uh, if that's if that's all you guys have to say about the Pokemon presents, we can move on to other games we've been playing. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that? Um, I I don't think so. But yeah, no, like it made me super emotional, mm-hmm. and I'm like really excited. Like the new Pokemon Snap, I'm like really excited about as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I pre-ordered that already. <laughs> oh really? Through uh, <laughs> yeah. through, through which? GameStop. Okay. Yeah, they don't have an image on it yet, but I was like, I'm pre-ordering this right now. Oh, okay. Home. Yeah, no, I'm really excited about Pokemon Snap as well. Is there a release well. date on that one? I don't, no, I don't think it's just so. a tentative date, 12-31-2020, but that's oh, like okay. the date everyone uses when they don't know. Yeah, do you, yeah. Do you think it's yeah. Do you think it's going to be a full $60? I know that's what they have it down as for the price. That's why I had it too. Yeah, it's pretty, I think it is a full $60. Mm. I don't see it not being $60 because it's so popular. Oh, okay. Of a game, so... Yeah. Well, Hopefully it's full of content and it's longer than the. I hope original it's Pokemon yeah. I hope snap. it's because I I like the original Pokemon uh, the original Pokemon Snap, but at the time I felt like it was way too much money for the content that was in it because it's not that long of a game. It's a lot of fun to play, but as a full price game, like even when it came out then, I was kind of like, uh, maybe this game should have been a little bit cheaper, <laughs> you know, because of because yeah. you can play through it in like a day or like yeah. in a sitting, you know, because it's not that, that wasn't too often at the time that they would release a game for. Like you know, I discounted price forty bucks or whatever. Like it was always that's true. 60 yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. Was, they didn't have the means to release a small game at that time. Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, the whole indie, the the whole like uh, indie online digital right. stuff was was not around. The price that. of a cartridge was still the same no matter how big the game was. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And Nintendo kind of shot themselves in the foot with that on the sixty four, where it was like you have to do, you have to use these these uh, cartridges. I always felt like the end of the Pokemon Snap on 64 like kind of felt half baked. Like that last level where you're just chasing Mew down, yeah, and you're up in the sky. And oh yeah, we get take no all the pictures at all, really. Yeah, kind of felt like that was supposed to be another level, and they just didn't finish it. I've never read anything to that effect, but just kind of like, all right, well, I'm chasing this one Pokemon for this level mm. over a flat surface. But it's a you know he flies around. You got to go into the clouds and chase him down. Like that, and I'm sure it's going to be really huge, though, just because there's so many Pokemon and legendaries now. Mm-hmm. Like they might even do like updates every month with new Pokemon yeah. added into everything. Yeah, that know? that would be great so. if, if they did that. I was I was hoping that they go like the yeah you know, like the Animal Crossing route, where you just like add stuff free DLC like every month. Like that that would be a good way to go with that. Oh, that would be cool. Or even if it was like Smash, where they added new like stages like yeah maybe a new pokemon game gets announced or whatever and they like have a stage for that pokemon or Mm. hey buddy (laughs) yeah they could just throw extra pokemon into existing stages too i would imagine Mm -hmm. like go back to this stage because now someone's hiding and you got to find them yeah i I definitely see them doing that like where it'll be like an ongoing thing which which i'm into that's uh, I'm, I'm definitely down for pokemon snap too that was like my big that was my big takeaway from from last week's direct was like oh yeah cool no i'll definitely get that game whenever it's 
whatever comes yeah. around. I, I have a, I have a lot of good memories of Snap, but now now hopefully now you can find a way to print out your own pictures. You don't have to go to to <laughs> Blockbuster to or anything. Yeah, yeah, send them to Walgreens. <laughs> right like i do think it's really interesting though that they showed snap la- in last week's last week's direct instead of having its own direct today you know yeah like, this direct while it was really exciting i felt like it belonged in last week's and i feel like pokemon pokemon snap deserved its own little block yeah it yeah. was it's weird that they had the that they had unite in its own direct because yeah I, I I thought last week's had bigger announcements for it. I was more excited for the stuff that they showed last week than this one, but but it's yeah. probably showing their intention to really make good on on the monetizing like this is the showcase like we want you to spend money on this forever, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it, a lot of people thought it was going to be another Let's Go game or something like that. So yeah, I guess they expected bigger stuff from it, but you know, no, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, peop- and I was waiting for the direct to start. You can just watch the dislike just start to happen even when the stream wasn't starting yet, mm-hmm. which was insane. I was like, really? You guys are disliking this video even when you don't know what it is? Oh, no. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone. They uh, would mention Mother 3 because I've seen it in every stream. <laughs> yeah, every stream. is like, where's <laughs> Mother, where's Mother 3? You can, you oh, can, my God. You can buy it on Etsy. <laughs> you can though. <laughs> no, that, yeah, that's my my. That's how my wife played through it. Was uh, we bought it on Etsy for Game Boy Advance and just played it instead of waiting. You know, <laughs> yeah. Play the play the fan translation because they're not they don't want to release it properly. So that's how you have to do it. Well, uh, thanks thanks for joining us for our for our Pokemon. We we'll talk about Pokemon DLC and the Pokemon Present stuff. Uh, let everybody at home know where they can find you on the internet. Yeah, of course. Um. So you can find me at youtube.com slash Nat is Taken, Instagram at Nat is Taken, and then Twitch at Molten24, but which might be coming Nat is Taken because I think that's my new self-branding thing. So find okay. me at Nat is Taken or Molten24 anyway. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I'll put links nah. and stuff in the description. Thanks for thanks for joining us. And, uh, yeah, it was great to talk to you. We'll talk to you great again soon. To you too. Hope the East Coast is treating you well. Thanks. It really is. I love it here. So I can't complain. Cool. All right. Nice nice to see you. Take care. Nice to see you too. See you Bye. 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 All right, moving on with this episode. Let's talk about the rest of the games that we've been playing. I know there's there's one in particular that we all played together, which I'll save for the end. But let me go first with some of the stuff that I got. First off, I I, I bought a game for PlayStation Four. Oh my god! What? I never play. I never buy games on for purpose? PlayStation Four. I did buy it on purpose. Yes, it wasn't an accident. No, you went uh, on the wrong eShop on accident. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is this? What is this eShop? I don't know which one. It is. No, uh, 
There's a, there's a big sale going on for PlayStation, as there is for most systems. You know, they're doing like their E3 sale, even though there's no A3, but it's like the summer sale. A lot of really good stuff on sale. I just wanted to like look through it and see what was in there. I was like, you know, I'll take a gander, see if there's something that I want. There, I was very close to buying Ease Origin just because it's like $7 on there. And I was like, well, I could get that. But, uh, and like, um, Yakuza 0 is, is nine, is $9.99. Uh, Yakuza 6 is also $9.99. There's some ones that are pretty good. The Judgment, which takes place in the Yakuza series, that's like $24, marked down for 60 There's like various stuff in there I was looking at. But there's one in particular that I felt like I needed to get just because there's a void in my heart for this type of game because there aren't any really worth playing. Uh, I got Fire Pro Wrestling World for PlayStation 4, which is important. Oh, wow. be- it's important on many reasons because... I kind of have a story about Fire Pro Wrestling. I don't know if I talked about it before, but John and I, we were, and when we were in Columbia, we went to a GameStop mm-hmm. and there was a, there was a Fire Pro Wrestling game for Game Boy Advance. I think it was the only Fire Pro Wrestling game that came out in the Nintendo world yep. as of then and maybe as of forever. But, uh, <laughs> but John encouraged me to get it because of, uh, because of the cheapness of it. And I never yeah, also I saw it had really good reviews. Like oh, okay. I think it was in Game Pro or something that yeah. oh, this is the game to get. We can't believe it got imported to America. Yeah, yeah. You find it, snap it up. And I actually have it too. Yeah, actually, and I was I never forgave you for it because I could not figure out the game, and I was like, oh my god, I don't understand. And it was at the time I didn't have any money, and I was like, oh no, my eight dollars. I could have used that for something else. No, it, and I well, I, I didn't understand it because. Fire Pro Wrestling is kind of a difficult game to, uh, it has like kind of a steep learning curve. But now I kind of, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I still have that game or if I can find it, but now I want to play the Game Boy Advance one that we got because I played, I played Fire Pro Wrestling on PS4. I played it for like six hours straight and just, uh, I, I figured it out. I figured out how to play it and it's really cool. It's like, it's like a much faster version of the 64 game, kind of. It has a similar thing to that, mixed with like sort of a Smash Brothers thing. But the way the game works is you, you know, you walk up to the other wrestler and you guys automatically lock heads. And once you, once your hands touch each other, you push up, down, left, right, any of those directions, plus three different buttons that are different, uh, strengths for your move. And that's kind of how it works, which is similar to the 64 one. But yeah, it's really cool. It's like super fast paced. There's a lot. There's a lot of depth to it, and there's a there's a mission mode that you can go through that'll basically tell you how to play the game, which thankfully that's in there, and I was able to like figure everything out. But there's also a very beefy like uh, single player story mode, which I had played around with for a while. I played it for a few hours, and it said that I had two percent out of uh, the hundred percent of the story mode. So I feel like it's going to go for a while. But you can create your own wrestlers in there. Uh, the the wrestlers that Fire Pro Wrestling is based on is New Japan Pro Wrestling, which was the wrestling federation that AEW spawned from. So there are similarities between the two wrestling federations, and that's part of why I wanted to get into it. And uh, Kenny Omega, the main one of the main people from AEW, is also in uh, Fire Pro Wrestling the world. So it's and it was it was on sale. It was fourteen ninety nine, marked down from fifty dollars from forty nine ninety nine. So I thought it was a pretty good deal. And, uh, yeah, it's, I actually played my PlayStation 4 for a good amount on Sunday, just, uh, fucking around with Fire Pro Wrestling. And I definitely want to play more of it. Like, I think it's, I think it's really good. And you have, like, full customization options. Like, you can make your character however you want. Like, my character has, like, this red, purple skin and, like, green tattoos on their face and stomach. Kind of almost looks like 
a brother to Blanca from uh, Street Fighter or something. <laughs> like you can make him, and he has like this demon mask, like with these big like horns coming out of it, and, and this red face and all this stuff. And yeah, you can you can do all sorts of cool stuff with it. And it's it's very meticulous, like with the way you create your wrestlers. Like it's you design like the arm and the shoulder and the wrist, and it like all goes like by each part. So it's not like it's not like pick one outfit. You have to figure out which part goes to what on there but it's it's really good and i felt like i should get it as having something to judge like the the retro the retro wrestling game for switch when that comes out like have something to compare it to and just the fact that it was marked down so much and i look i watched some videos i I read i read reviews about it and all that and people like they just are crazy about it they say it's like the best wrestling game like in this generation like it's better than anything else like it's best thing on the market since 64 games and even and there's even like a bigger like cult following that follows the Fire Pro Wrestling series that yeah most of them were only in Japan like mostly mostly released on PlayStation stuff like that but there's this whole like thing about people who've been following it for years and it was big that they actually got an official you know real life wrestling license cuz I don't think they had done that before so that was a big deal and you and there's like there's like a DLC like there's a I got the the move editor, which is there's a free move editor that you can get with it, which I actually haven't messed around with, but you can create your own finishing moves and stuff like that. And of course, you can go through and like break your character down, like change all of the all of the attacks, all of the moves, like all that shit. And it and it also works like a role playing game. As you go, you unlock more moves. You can uh, you go to the training mode where you can like up update your stats and stuff like that. So it has all the shit that I like, you know. And those it has uh, RPG elements and all that stuff. So. It's been a lot of fun, and even though I don't know New Japan Pro Wrestling that well, I'm still having a lot of fun with the game, because it's, like I said, you make your own character, so you don't necessarily need to have ones in there that you like, but but the Bullet Club is in there, and some of the members from the Bullet Club are also in AEW, so like I said, I, I went and I played around with some of the characters. I played as I played as Kenny Omega. I did like a cage match. There's a there's an exploding barbed wire match. There's like landmine matches. There's like all these other crazy Japanese wrestling matches that you can do in there. I actually I, I got 25 percent of the trophies just from playing it. Like the time that I did because uh, I thought that was pretty cool because I hadn't played a game that has trophies in a while. You know where they pop up and I was like oh wow I just I, I got like five in like two minutes because you know you get ones for trying all the different all the different uh, options for the matches and stuff like that in there. Uh, I, c- I can't play it online because I have to pay for PlayStation Plus, which sucks. I don't want to pay $60 just to play one game online. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that was a that was a big letdown that I didn't realize until after I got it. But there's so much single-player content that I'm fine. And like I said, I only spent 15 bucks on it. So I didn't, I didn't mind taking that out of my $60 limit for the month or whatever because that game is cool. And I don't really have any wrestling games to play. And... That one was there, and you know it made me excited. And I and I had just watched like the last AEW show like a few days a few days ago, so it was on my mind, and I just really wanted to play something that was newer that had you know cool characters in it. And it's yeah, it's a lot of fun to play. So I would love to see if, if it was ported to Switch. I would definitely buy it again. Um, it look, I mean, it looks like a Super Nintendo game, so it's not really. I mean, it has like you know it's sprite based, but it does. You know, it is a lot smoother than most Super Nintendo games, and there is like a polygon under it somewhat, and it uses the Unreal Engine. But I think it could run on Switch, is what I'm saying. And if it did, I'd highly recommend it. But I just felt like I needed needed to check it out because of my because of the wrestling filled hole in my heart of uh, wrestling games. But that was a cool one to check out. Also, I beat Ion Fury just in time for 
the big release of this week. So that is my completion of the week. I beat Iron Fury. Got to see got to see the credits. It's a uh, I'd say it's like a little bit under 20 hours, but it's definitely worth it for the game was $25. It's, you know, it's a more independent release from 3D Realms, the guys who did Duke Nukem. And actually comparing it to the Duke Nukem did come out this week, which we're going to talk about cuz we all played it. But comparing playing Duke after playing Iron Fury, I think Iron Fury is much better. <laughs> it's a much better game, but it was also it's one of those things where it's the same art style, but it's made now and it feels like a new game, but with older graphics, you know. So if I was, Iron Fury was definitely, I had a blast playing it. It's definitely on my list of favorite games of this year. It's gonna, it's gonna take a lot to knock it off the top ten. I, I don't see it not being on there for me, just because I had so much fun with that game. But, but yeah, I made, I made it through that. That was my, that was my completion of the week. I think that's only one point to the tally, but. I don't. I, I was trying to figure out. I was like, "How many weeks have I been doing this uh, game a week?" It's been like three months, maybe. So, but I'm gonna keep it going as long as I can. Uh, still playing Xenoblade Chronicles. I made it to the Ewok Village area, where where you find the home of those little Nopon fuckers, which you you probably remember them from Xenoblade Chronicles X. Jeremy, the guys that have the oh, hands, huh. the hands on their heads, they they come out. And, uh, they keep joking they're gonna eat him. Yeah, they haven't talked about eating the no-pons in this one yet, but they're so obsessed with those little fuckers. And i that's actually my least favorite thing, I think, about the Xenoblade series is those no-pons. I think they're kind of annoying, but whatever. The the, the creator likes them, and they're in every game. They're the so. Moogles of Xenoblade. Yeah, they're totally the Moogles or the Ewoks or whatever. Yeah, they're this little this little alien creature that they seem to like. But I, I find found their home base. It's like in the, it's in the world tree. In of Xenoblade, which almost every Japanese RPG has a world tree. I know you saw it in Dragon Quest Eleven. The world tree is in there mm-hmm. too, which I think a lot of it. I feel like they were some of the first first guys to put it in there, or the Yggdrasil. Did Secret of Mana come after the? I guess so. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dragon Quest. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the world tree has been. It's it, it's an anime too. You see it all over the place in anime. It's kind of in Dragon Quest too, other than it's kind of there, but you just find a piece of the tree there that is your or do you find the uh the the leaf what is it Yggdrasil yeah the Yggdrasil leaf yeah great Deku tree yeah yeah the Deku tree and we've been watching uh Jess and I've been watching Ghibli movies on HBO Max and even as far back as like one of the first Ghibli movies has the world tree in it as well and I think that was like 84 and actually I think it's the second it was the first like Miyazaki written one but yeah, there's there's a world tree in that too. So it's been it's it's been a thing for a while. But I made it there. Uh, I got to upgrade to where my the Monado can now slow down time. So that's cool. I, I still I'm still enjoying the fuck out of Xenoblade. I think I'm at like 30 hours now of the game. So it it has surpassed uh, Xenoblade Chronicles two officially in my game ranking of most played games. So it's always fun to see. For me, I like to see where the games place in in my line of games so i'll be like oh okay well i haven't played it as longer than that game yet or or why is it down there by that one so i always look at like the ranking i think it's on like the fourth tier now like the fourth or fifth tier of most played games on my system so it's it's getting up there it, i think it'll be up there with dragon quest 11 if i keep playing it which i'm planning on doing because it's a lot of fun and that's why i haven't done the dlc yet because i'm still doing xenoblade thanks to to a friend friend of the show patron Jesse, Jesse sent me Super Monkey Ball 2. Oh, really? Awesome. After listening to our 
Patreon episode about games that we lost. He, uh, I guess he felt, felt that I, that he wanted to buy me a present. So he bought me a super monkey ball too. He said it was a birthday present, but yeah, that's awesome. So, that's awesome, Jesse. so I just, and thank you. Thank you, Jesse. And I, I just got it in the mail a few days ago and uh, I've been playing around with that too. Cause, uh, super monkey ball too. It's still a great game. I, uh, I the like, original one or the player's choice? Cause you had player player's choice before. Uh, I think it's the original one. I, I didn't notice anything out of the ordinary of the cover. So, but yeah, no, he, he ended up getting it for me from eBay. He'd like texted me and asked me for my, for my uh, address and all that. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. It's uh my GameCube collection feels more complete now, now that, uh, now that it's on there. I already, yeah, I already talked about Pokemon Cafe Mix earlier, but the main, the big game for me and for you guys, I think of the week is, uh, is Duke Nukem, Duke Nukem 3D. World Tour, Duke Nukem 3D. which World uh, Tour. which we bought for four ninety nine last week mm-hmm. when it was announced and released or not released but preloaded. Um, it's a uh, it's avail it was available this Tuesday, and uh, we played we did a little stream of it last night on uh, on Twitch. Mm-hmm. You can find that at twitch.tv slash Nintendo Podcast. It was ended abruptly because my internet dropped out like towards the end there, which which sucks. But there's not really an actual ending to it. But we played through like the first like six or seven levels. I felt like, and we were we were in the spaceship like at the end there, and like uh, orbiting space. So it was uh, we'd gotten pretty far. But yeah, uh, it, it has uh, so the new Duke Nukem game as a re-release, but it has eight player online mode for for the Switch. Uh, we played with three players, uh, John and Jeremy and I played for a while and then John and then Jeremy and Jesse and I played for a while. So it's, it's all, it works really, it's super smooth. Like I didn't notice any sort of lag from it. It was, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Duke is still there. There's like a full, a sort of like a full 3d or full ish 3d mode in there where you can can switch on the fly to like the old one and the new one. And the difference is like it's more than just a text like like a textile thing. Like it's, it's not a coat of paint. Like they actually rebuilt the game in 3D versus the old version did some tricks mm-hmm. to, to where when you're looking around you can see the buildings start to warp a little bit. Oh to yeah, make them look yeah, bigger. Yeah, no, yeah, you, and that doesn't happen in the new version. Yeah, you can tell that for sure because it, you can, like John was saying, you can do it on the fly. You know, which I love it when games do that, like, you know, very reminiscent of like Wonder Boy 3 and all that, where you can switch it from one to another. But yeah, you'll notice if when you switch it, things kind of tilt back and forth, like go from go to from side to side if you just hit the button over and over again. So yeah, it's it's the change of perspective, even though the characters are they are still sprites. I think there's polygons under that to make them a little bit more 3D. Also, the textures change on on the levels. But I also I found that some parts it's actually better to use the old graphics than the new graphics because we were in this level where you're stuck inside of a submarine and the submarine is incredibly red and if you're using the newer version it's like all red and it's hard to see anything but if you switch it to the other one it's like darker so then you can kind of see where you're going so I did I did flip it back and forth occasionally because sometimes darker areas is better to have the old graphics than the new graphics but it's cool that you can just switch it from one to another and there's a there's motion control in it you can you can aim with the with the with the the gyro aiming which a lot of people like that's in there a, a thing that i found pretty cool is you can shake your controller to kick somebody so instead oh, of like if you you can make that an option where like if you're you know if you're in a fight and you run out of bullets and you want to kick them but you don't want to find the button you can just shake your controller and you'll just start kicking 
the guy. That's awesome. So I didn't realize that. Yeah, so so you have your own like melee attack in there. That's that's the that, that involves a uh, motion control. So I thought that was pretty rad. Yeah. You, you can't you we can't love do motion that. controls on the show. Yeah, well, I, I don't for some, but I, I I like that one where I can just shake it and just do a kick. You know, in, you'll always catch us with the tag we're using tilt controls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's actually that's actually one of Jess's fa- five favorite lines from the online Mario Kart Eight stuff because it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. But yeah, are you, are you guys uh, ha- are you satisfied with Duke Nukem with the Duke Nukem 3D on Switch? So far, yeah, I like it a lot. I can't wait to get back in there and actually really try to go through the single player mode. I think we got our five bucks worth last oh, for night. sure. Being able to play yeah. co, we were playing co op. By the way, I don't know if we mentioned that so. online. Yeah. Yeah, it was. There's no friendly fire. I guess you can still step on each other when you're shrunk. Yeah, you can. But, uh, we did that a few times. Yeah. For the most part, I mean, it's really cool that you're all kind of just playing at the same time, you know. And so once someone beats it, it's over. But yeah, it is kind of cool because there were like, there's at least one time where like Trey and I collaborated, where like he stood on something and I hit a switch for him, mm. which later found out you could just shoot the switch from across the room. But it was still kind of cool that we were able to collaborate in that moment. Yeah, because it's like yeah, how, it's funny I, to see like three dukes running around all spouting duke quips. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's no matter weird. where you are, you can hear the other person's audio like it's right next to you. Yeah, that we found that really strange. That yeah, you could hear like with when somebody was like fighting another alien, we could hear that, and we could also hear all of the uh, yeah all of the duke the the duke voices of everybody. No matter where you yeah. were, you could hear them at the same time. So that's kind of weird. <laughs> there was a moment when Trey was drinking water, and I was like way down the street and i'm like why do i hear water like i thought i thought an alien was like lashed onto my head and sucking my head or something like, oh yeah that from the game but what else makes sense i don't know yeah i um yeah when we were doing the stream john you asked us like when we when we had all played uh duke nukem last mm-hmm. and uh i i think the last time i played it was duke nukem 64 which duke nukem, duke nukem 64 was a game that i bought brand new when I was in high school, I had a job. I don't remember. I think I was working at Subway at the time, but I remember like taking my paycheck and going and buying Duke Nukem 64 new from Kmart. And I felt so sophisticated because I was like, I have this money. I can just go buy a game right now. And I did. And Duke Nukem 64 was notorious because Nintendo like edited the game. You know, they, they censored certain parts. Like they took the strippers out, but they added like cannibalistic uh, McDonald's shit in there. They made like their own weird level. That was like kind of I think is a little more disturbing in the stripping, but you know I don't know it has its own thing. But it's nice to finally see Duke Nukem in its boobies on it, Nintendo. <laughs> well, boobies have been in, on Nintendo before, but oh, but yeah. but now You're in Animal Crossing. But it's a <laughs> it's it's in his it's an official it's it's officially in uh, in Duke Nukem now. But it's nice it's nice to see that. But I'm fairly familiar with the game, is what I'm saying, because I have Duke Nukem 64. I played a lot of that. Duke Nukem 64 had co-op also, which is great for the time. For the time, there wasn't a whole lot of split-screen co-op games, and I thought that was a big standout for that one. And also, like you know, that you could do like you could do um, deathmatch with bots with Duke bots, which I thought was really cool at the time because for anybody who wanted to play deathmatch more but didn't have but didn't always have friends over, it was a nice thing to have there. And I think you can do a similar thing in this one. I didn't really fuck around with the with the like competitive multiplayer stuff we just did the co-op but yeah it looks like there's a lot of options in this game and one thing that i that i find really cool is 
you can start at any level you want. Like you don't have to like go through them all. Like say say you like had Duke Nukem and you played it for years and you got stuck on like the spaceship level or something. And you never got past that, and you want to like get farther in the game. You could jump straight to that space that uh the spaceship level right at the beginning. I did the same thing. Like Jeremy and I, we played through like five or six levels, and I'm like, well, I want to beat the game, but maybe I don't want to play those levels again. I can just jump straight to that level that we were at because it lets you just start wherever you want to. And there's a lot more episodes in there that I didn't even know about. Like there's a, there's like the regular one that you know from the original one, and there's like five others after that. So yeah, there's there's a lot of shit. To, to play yeah, which we we kind of pa- mentioned mario kart 8 in passing but it, d- it does remind me a little bit of that uh the mario kart 8 deluxe on switch because it's just everything's unlocked already yeah yeah so you can just jump right in as i get, i think this game was built from the perspective of a fan that already has played all this stuff they just want it on their switch right. and they just want it to have the the multiplayer experience with it online so yeah. heck yeah who, 20th anniversary edition, you assume that everybody's played it before. Why not? Let them see through. Yeah, yeah, so what a cool game. And I've played I've played Duke Nukem before, and I, I feel like I played it relatively recently. I just can't remember where. Oh, you know what? I might have played it on Xbox 360 or something along those lines. Because I know I've downloaded it and played the, the classic mode recently, but not as much as we played it last night. That's the most Duke Nukem I've ever played. Does it does it say twentieth anniversary or twenty fifth anniversary? Because I was going to twentieth. I was going to yeah. say if it's twentieth, the twentieth anniversary, I believe, was like five years. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah I think it was originally released on PS4 and Xbox. Oh, okay. Well, I did see. Well, I saw the game. I saw the game on PS4, like on the on the discounts. It was it was in like all the e you know all the E3 sale stuff, but it was the same price as the Switch one. It was four ninety nine also. So I figured maybe they were just had just released at the same time. But yeah, no, it's 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 nice to have it on the go. Uh yeah, it's uh and and I, I like that you can pick whatever level you want whenever because if you want to do co op and you don't have to worry about saves and stuff like that, you can just be like, oh let's go straight to this level. That's cool. It also makes you feel a little less weird about just dropping out of it if you have to. Oh yeah. And it, it'll say um and it'll say like uh somebody has been terminated or no it says like this person is history when when somebody drops out of it is what happens there. But yeah no I like it a lot it's 5 bucks it's like totally worth 5 bucks. I mean yeah I got a lot a lot of value for on that. On sale. Yeah on sale yeah. yeah it's even only 10, 10. Even 10 bucks I think would be cool. Yeah I think 10 is yeah is a great great price for it if you don't catch the sale. But yeah I definitely recommend that. That's that's my Does it have, do you know if it has local split screen? Uh, that I don't know. I think it, try that. I think that it might. I thought there was a local play to it, but that would be yeah. You'd have to test that out. But one one thing that I noticed after after we played co op, one thing I want to mention is there's there's kind of a rewind button of of, of sorts. I don't know if you guys ran into that when you were playing the single player, but when you get when you die, you can actually rewind to before you died and redo it again. Like I didn't realize that it's only in single player, but it's really cool. There's like a when you die, there, there's like a little slider, and that'll be like the entirety of your life. And you can slide it back to however, like, say, like, if you want to go back to when you had 100% life, you can do that and then try it again. And I think that's awesome. Like, I think that's that's something I've never seen in a, in a game like this is a rewind button. And I love rewind buttons. So that's uh, – I think that's awesome. I was playing it last night, single player. And I just, you know, I just fucked up and accidentally shot the wall with an RPG, you know, and I blew myself up. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. But then it's like, 
but then it has a little rewind thing, and I'm like, oh, well, I can go back, like, right when I got the RPG and I didn't kill myself, and now I'm in the game again, and I don't have to go through the whole game. So we were running into, we were running into trouble with that on the co-op because, you know, when you die, they start you all the way back at the beginning of the level, and some of these levels are so long that it's like, especially the chasm one that we played on that that's like the grand canyon type thing. I felt like that level we played longer than any of the other ones because it's just, it's so long. And when you die, you have to go all the way back to the beginning and it like takes you felt like it took forever to get back where you were trying to get to. So I really like that. You can just automatically just restart it. Like, yeah, say if you're doing, if you shrink yourself and you accidentally die, like while you're, cause if you're shrunk and, and in the, and in the tunnel, if you unshrink, you'll die. You'll, your person will explode. So it's cool that you can like go back and go go before you did that, and then you'll be still be in the same spot. Like I, I love that. That should be in more games. That's what I'm saying. Definitely check that out on the single player. It's very very cool. But uh, yeah, I think I've talked enough. What what else? What else do you guys have? Speaking of rewind feature, my beat of the week is something classic, and I don't know. We really want to count it as a beat of the week, but I've been wanting to beat Super Mario Brothers two for quite a while, and I always remember how hard it is at the end. Like. So you can warp to the sixth world. I think that's the best you can do. Uh-huh. Is you can find a warp to the sixth world from the fourth world. And uh, I thought, like, it'd been so long since I played it that I thought the sixth world was the last one, but it's not. There's another one after that. There's a whole group of seven, uh, three levels for world seven afterwards. Uh-huh. Those levels are really hard. And I ended up having, I ended up using the rewind feature to beat it. So cheater uh, it's hard <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding I, 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 like, I, mean, I would i'm, I'm yeah. really impressed that i beat this as a kid like going back and playing through it i'm like oh my gosh like i was so patient and i can't even imagine i was probably cussing at the tv and stuff even back then but um yeah like you get to the, like these birdos where you've got one of those like the stackable mushroom blocks and that's all you have and they're sh- they're throwing fire at you and they're really fast so like you can't throw eggs at them. You can only use that one block to attack them. They hit them three times and they're like moving really quickly. And I don't know. It's just really hard. And then just getting to ward at the end, all those, like if you remember those little like zappy guys that move along the ground mm-hmm. on a track, not the mousers, the electric, the, like the zappy electricity guys that kind of move in a, a track and oh. they'll change their momentum based on where you place those those mushroom blocks they uh they're everywhere yeah at the end. They're, they're trying to kill the fuck out of you so um and then when you finally get to wart he's really hard <laughs> don't is he the one he's the one where you like you build i think conan would do this but you like build a shield of the blocks and then you just take them and drop them on him that's like the that. snake yeah oh that's the snake yeah okay the snakes like that um no wart he's Weird because he's got just the only time you'll see some of the vegetables in the game. I don't know are on his level because he's got this weird machine that spits out vegetables and you have to catch them. You're not like actually picking them up by the ground. And then in the meantime, he's shooting all these bubble things at you and you got to dodge them and, and you can only hit him when his mouth's open because basically you're feeding him vegetables. He doesn't like vegetables. Oh yeah. (laughs) And, uh, but it's so cool when you beat him, like, it, it totally gives you that whole life is but a dream mm-hmm. sort of ending. And I forgot how really like it's super well animated at the end too. Um, yeah. It looks like a real cartoon. It does. Like the, anyway. Mario's like, you know, laying down snoring and it's probably like 
I don't know, 15 frames of animation or something of him snoring, but super smooth and uh, kind of a big step up. It was from from seeing the original Super Mario Brothers, you know, which did not have the cartoony details to see. Oh, that's the illustrations on the box in the game. It it was pretty big deal. Yeah. And this, um, I don't know, the whole like life, like Super Mario Brothers 2 was a dream. And then we eventually found out, I think they confirmed not super recently, but in the last few years, uh, Miyamoto confirmed that Mario 3 was all a play. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like between those, that's so similar. One was a dream, one was a play. What was Mario World? Was it a, a mushroom-induced hallucination? Or, no, that was the first game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when you're talking about the animation of it, I was just thinking about in the original, you know, Mario 2, when it was Doki Doki Panic, like that was based on its own anime. So I think that's probably uh-huh. where that came in there, like with the animation of it trying to look like the cartoon and you know, but that's one of Super Mario Brothers Two is actually one of one of uh, Jess's favorite games. So she's played through that one a couple times. But yeah, no, it is it is really difficult. And uh, yeah, I, I want to now. It makes me want to be. I want to play through the Mario Advance now because I never played all the way through that. But yeah, you can get it. Wanna... You can get it on Wii U. I actually bought it. Actually bought it for her, like when we first. Pretty sure I started owned it dating on Game Boy Advance. Yeah, somewhere it's like somewhere in a box or something. It's weird. Yeah, uh, it's a I want, to, I want game. to count that as a <laughs> as a beat of the week. But uh, I don't know if we will for sure, but I'll count. I'll count it. I think any. I think any completion is a beat of the week. Any sort of credits. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter whether it's. No, I, I don't think there's any. There was any stipulations to it. Ooh, I'll, I'll put it yeah, on your list. Yeah, I'll definitely um, throw it on there. My beat of the week last week was Resident Evil Four, and uh, I'm almost done with it again. I I can't. I don't know. It, I forgot, and, I, and I'm sure the same thing happened when I played through it originally. It's really hard to stop playing because once you do the new game plus, it's just so much more fun, you know, because you're you're a lot stronger. You've got all this extra ammo. You're you're uh, just everything about it. Like you can explore more, and the tension's gone of of getting attacked by the zombies, which is fun the first time around. But yeah. I just like being able to explore a little more and. Uh, and so I was thinking I would get the infinite rocket launcher pretty quick, but I'm almost done. And I finally got the a million pesetas that I needed to buy the rocket launcher. So I'm back to the part where you are like walking through the, you're like underground and there's the, the huge cavern. And then you're, there's a boss you fight and you're like dropping the pieces of the shipping container. Hmm. It's pretty close to the, the end of the game. I think there's only two bosses after that. Might as well but, just play through it again. Well, yeah, I'm going to beat it. I'll probably beat it today or, you know, in the next couple of days, just finish it up again. Now that I count as another beat because you're beating a different mode. I don't think so. I'll say I could allow it maybe. I mean, I gave myself an extra point for beating the, for getting to the second credits of Dragon Quest. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, the infinite rocket launcher is just super OP, of course. And uh, I, uh, now that I have that, I, I'm probably going to, Get, I'm probably gonna finish the end of it pretty quick, but it's funny looking at like the time difference between my first playthrough, which was like 22 or 23 hours, and I'm just now coming up on 10 hours, and I'm almost done with it the second time. So, is there a is there any sort of like do you, do you get do you unlock things for beating it quicker? Because I remember the 
that yeah. Resident Evil, the, the remake on GameCube had that because I got, I got it down to where I could beat the game in under three hours because I played through that game so many times because I liked it so much. Wow. Where, and if you, and if you get it, if you do it around that time, you unlock different outfits and stuff for the characters. Like you, you can't get stuff for beating it quicker. So. I I'm not sure. Uh, so far, I've only gotten the one alternate costume that you just get in anyway. And uh, yeah, the infinite rocket launcher. Um, I think that I, I uh, assignment eight is unlocked. Mercenaries is unlocked. Uh, what's the separate ways or whatever it's called? The other one. Yeah. So all that stuff's unlocked already. And I, I have, I've never played through any of that. So it might be a good idea to try one of those modes too. Yeah, they're but they're not. For now I'm having a good time with Leon. They're they're not that long, but uh, but they're worth playing. Like uh, I think I played through Operation Ada, and I there there's another. I thought there was another Leon mode too that that I, that I played. But yeah, I remember yeah, playing all the way. extra stuff on there. But yeah, no, for I don't know how much you got it on sale, but you're definitely getting a lot of hour time out of that game. Oh yeah, I've uh, I've just hit 50 hours on it according to my um, profile. But once again, I and. I don't trust those numbers because of how much idle time I spend. Like a lot of times I'll just walk away from my switch while it's running and oh, forget sure. that I'm playing and yeah. stuff. So I think that's sleep. Does it keep counting? I don't think so. I don't think when it's asleep, but if it's like paused and it's just on the screen, it might count that. So I, I don't know. But I figured between, yeah, between the uh, rewind feature and the, and the rocket launcher, it definitely was kind of uh, my segue from doom which I do really, or not do, Duke, which I do really like. I plan on playing through the single player mode a little, a little bit more this week and getting a bit more of a kind of my first Duke Nukem experience, like playing these old games. Um, they, I'll admit, like, they were kind of a turnoff at first just because I didn't play them at the time. So now I've been, uh, and been uh, coddled by these great next generation graphics quote unquote that have been that way since the early two thousands um, <laughs> of like fully 3d shooters. So I'm, I'm starting to see the appeal of the, this, this, this art style. It's pretty fun. It's fun. And like just kind of the ridiculousness of, of the whole game and uh, over the top lowbrow humor, mm. <laughs> which sounds, yeah, I, yeah. I like it. <laughs> it is. I thought you were going to say that it turned you off because of how, how it's, it's it i mean as of today's standards it it wouldn't really fly i think that's why uh i think that's why well one of many reasons that duke nukem forever just didn't work and i have that game i think it's just like an even more crass bruce campbell yeah army of darkness it's like so absurd that if you can take it as anything but comedy like i don't know maybe you're not really paying attention yeah no i mean it like Duke Nukem's obviously you're not supposed to like the guy. He's, yeah, he's an asshole. He's definitely a, yeah. a sexist asshole and all that. And it's you know some of it's kind of like uh, but it's I don't know if you guys ever played or saw anything about Duke Nukem Forever with that like their like new gen- next generation game that they did, and it just they kind of like tried to steer into that, but it just did not it did not do well. Like there's parts where he's like slapping women and like it and like super over the top abusive, and it's just like. It was not good. Like it, it crashed. It crashed and burned. I know Conan bought it for me because it went. It became like seven dollars really quickly, and I played some of it. And it's like, man, this. They didn't. They did not take it in the right direction from where it was in the original one, and, and they had yeah. a really long time to do that. <laughs> they had a huge development time, and I think it. I think it like pretty much bankrupt them. 
because they'd put so much money into it and it just didn't sell well. But also they did it terribly. Like they, they should have made it where like more where like Duke is like an, is, is like a, you know, he's a relic of the past and, you know, he needs to like change his ways maybe to try to exist in the, in the maybe new world he's got or something like, like a, that. Like a, a sidekick that's a woman that's like just constantly giving him shit for the stuff he says or. Yeah, instead of or better like, yeah, maybe maybe she's the hero of the game and he's yeah. he's trapped and she has to save him and teach mm-hmm. him that his misogyny's bullshit or whatever. Well, I guess yeah, I, I've been I've been rewatching The Office lately and like what they do with the character of Michael Scott. Like every time he says something racist or dumb, it's out of ignorance and that's reflected back on him. They can do something to similar with with Duke. Yeah, they yeah. Can talk about this kind of stuff and in a way that clearly says this is not someone to idealize. Uh, make it funny, you know. They should make a Duke Nukem called Duke Mutum, and he can't talk the whole game. He has to get his yeah. voice back. And the reason he loses his voice is because aliens come down and they hate misogyny, and they steal his voice. And for him to get it back, he's got to learn about women and about he's like other people with respect. <laughs> and he's they, such a, a the worst misogynist in the world that aliens from another planet <laughs> came down to teach him a lesson. They had to intervene. The prime they like superseded the prime directive. They're like, we got. It. <laughs> It's like a, it, it's like that South Park episode where the aliens have to like come, uh, they they come and abduct John Edwards so he can so he can win the douche of the universe award because <laughs> he beat out all these other planets like that. That reminds me of that episode. Yeah, <laughs> love that crossing one. Crossing over. Yeah, yeah, crossing over with John Edwards, but or whatever his name is. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, Duke Nukem. We've talked about that a lot. Uh, um, get it. It's even at ten bucks. It's worth it. I, was, uh, I did want to uh, say one thing about the Duke Nukem misogyny. I I do feel like that Iron Fury is kind of like an answer to that. Just the fact that Iron Fury has a female protagonist and she does like say like Duke Nukem style lines, but they're funny and they're not you know they're not sexist and all that. And that might funny. There might have been their own like response to it. She also quotes a lot of stuff from from movies you know like she's like when you get the when you get the shotgun she says this is my boomstick and you know there's there's stuff from various 80s and 90s movies and there's a there's a part where you know like where you fight this this alien guy that is naked and obviously has no dick and she does the joke from ghostbusters to be like this man has no dick so it's a there's a lot there's a lot of funny stuff in there but i think that's kind of maybe that was trying to be and in the whole thing where duke nukem's voice is actually the villain like maybe that was a better way to you know, way to do it. And uh, oh, maybe it's already been done. Then. Yeah. Sort of. I mean, it's not a direct Duke Nukem game, but it is like by the same company. So maybe that's what they're going for. Even a though they did get, sequel. even though they did get some backlash because people are idiots and they were mad that it was a girl. There was a girl protagonist. I'm like, come well, on, of course. come on people. It's like, there's, it's like 99% of most games star, star a white male. Like leave it alone. Let, let do it, we expect anything better from the freaking internet? Yeah. It's so stupid. It's really pissing me the, off. It's like the I, dumbest I, voices are the loudest. I found, I find it more interesting when it's not, when the main character is not another white guy. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> it's, it's, if I want, if I want to play as a white guy, I'll just walk around. In my yeah, life. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I, uh, I did finally get ring fit adventure. So that came in the mail. Um, well, first off, I did want to say Chrono Trigger. I mentioned that last week. I had just gotten it. Um, I've been playing it on that DSi XL, and it just looks so good, and the music is so wonderful. And I, I also like Trey bought me the soundtrack to Chrono Trigger at the Square Store in Tokyo. Yeah, and Ar- Ar- that's yeah. the only CD I have in my car. I got a car. It's coming up on a month now that I got a car, and uh, that's the only thing I've listened to in my car. I've just been like 
going through. I'll play it through all the way through and I'll listen to each disc two or three times and I'll switch back to the beginning again. Just really chrono triggering out my life. Um, and I love it. But I want to fix this DSi charging port. So I ordered a new charging port. Oh. And I ordered a new soldering iron because the one I had was crap. So I actually am going to hunker down and try to do some actual like circuit board repair uh. this week. And well, as long as I get the part, because I still haven't received the, the actual replacement part yet. But I'll let everyone know how that goes. But this is sort of going to be my my first foray into repairing things at that level. Um, cool. I'm really hoping it works because this I just love this. I just love this DSi XL. Like, I mean, it's giant. And I don't know if the 3DS XL is this big, but if it is, then may, I might want to consider getting one of those because these, the size of these screens is just wonderful. Let me, let me see it again. Yeah, it's it's probably that size. I mean, I have a 3DS XL. It's it's pretty big. The good thing about the DSi XL is it has it has the proper what is it the proper format and the proper uh, what whatever it is it versus Ratio. versus yeah. the. Um, because if you, on the 3DS it's a different, I guess, I guess it's a different uh, sprite base or whatever. So if you want the actual full big screen, that's the that's a proper format. It's better to do it on that one, which you can actually you can hold. I forget which buttons you can hold on the 3DS to put it in that original style, but it'll be smaller. The, the picture will be it'll be smaller. So even on the 3DS XL, but yeah, no, it's a. Uh, I'm glad that you're that you're working through that again. I actually had a. I don't know if I have time to do it just because there's so many other games coming out, but I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, I have all this, you know, I'm not really doing anything right now. I thought about playing through, playing through my three favorite Final Fantasies again. I was like, I have four Final Fantasy four, five, and six. I thought about just like, just trying to go through them, do, do four, five, and six. It just looks so nice. There it is. I can't really tell here, but. I, so I'm I'm hoping I can fix this guy. Mm. Yeah, four, five, and six. Was that a collection that came in on the 3ds as well? Uh, no, there isn't. But I have them in different things. Like I, I have I have Final Fantasy four on on DS the remake, and I also have Final Fantasy four S two on the Wii Virtual Console, and I have Final Fantasy five the Game Boy Advance game, and then I have Final Fantasy six on the Super Nintendo Mini. So I thought about just like playing through them because I looked at how long to beat and Final Fantasy 2 is only like 20 hours long so I could maybe crank that out in a week if I was uh, dedicated enough that's just another idea that I had you know send us an email and or talk to us on Twitter and see, I if, remember see if that's a good idea for being that short but it was one of the first ones I beat so maybe I just bumbled through it and didn't really know what I was doing but well I think seven is, or six is even only like 50 hours I mean compared to Stuff or maybe forty hours even. It I was think. about sixty hours when I played it originally, but once again, it was bumbling was through, kind of yeah. bumbling through it because I didn't really completely understand how RPGs worked. Mm-hmm. I remember playing through Final Fantasy two fairly quickly when I played it on an emulator on my computer. So, so I don't know, but uh, yeah, we but definitely a- yeah. The big thing I've been playing this week, aside from Duke, is Ring Fit, and I got that on Monday, and I was very happy to get it finally. Um, I don't know, it was one of the most excited I've been for something in the mail in a while. So when it arrived, you know, I opened it up immediately and just wanted to see like how it was packaged and stuff. And definitely the box feels like it's the same box as they use for the Labo. Oh yeah. Which I kind of appreciate because it, it seems like a little less, you know, it's not super glossy and heavy and, and less waste. Know, it just seems classier. 
Yeah, it weighs less, and there's very minimal packaging for that for what is included. But you know, this goes without saying. Trey's already mentioned it a lot, but just super impressed by how well that ring works. Like, uh, oh yeah, not not just in like the fact that it it does provide a real workout, but that it just it's so precise in it. It knows where it is in space based on you know the Joy-Con and stuff, and I just really like it. Um, it's fun. It's like an it's actual fun. And um, so the first day I was playing it, I uh, I just wanted to get through the first set of levels in the adventure mode, and I was I was just about to start the last level, and I'm like, well, this hasn't really like worked. I don't know. I don't feel like I've been working out that much. And then I started playing the beginning of the next, like the final level. And all of a sudden I realized I was sweating and just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I like was, and I like very, very rapidly, I had like sweated through, through my whole shirt and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this really like kind of like brings it, like brings the heat, so to speak. So um, the, the second day I played it more of the same, like I just was like drenched afterwards, but like I felt good. And um uh, it's telling me that I potentially might want to set it up at a level of intensity because I'm only getting like a moderate workout right now, but um, I'm going to keep it out where, where it is for now. Yeah. And, it'll, it, it asks you every time you play it, like whether you want to like uh, right, raise it or lower, lower it, the difficulty. So that's, you can always do like whatever you are based on. I think I did, I did like the lower level and then I brought it up a couple of ways and then I just left it there. So I wouldn't change it. Cause every time I would do it, I would still, end up sweating and stuff so but yeah it's, i mean uh, I, I mean i like by i like to sweat because it lets me know that i'm exerting myself um also just hoping to like i it lets you set an alarm which i set an alarm but i haven't actually had it tell me anything yet i just i don't really understand how that works but uh i, I set the alarm i know it's set oh, yeah so you, you i have will. it set monday through friday I'm going to try to do it like towards when I get up that way I can shower afterwards and mm. just kind of try to get my day started off with a little bit of a light workout, something that I've literally never done before. <laughs> so yeah. you played Wii Fit before, not that long ago. How do you I did, but I, I didn't play Wii Fit very long at all. Cause it was all balance based stuff that I was doing on there. So hmm. that was cool, but I just found myself focusing just on that aspect of it. And I didn't really try any of the other, um, working out workout stuff so to me they're like night and day they're just completely different things this is more like the fact that you keep switching up what you do on the, on the fly i really like that because you're not you're not getting bored of doing the same motion the whole time like sure you do find yourself doing a lot of squats early on like trey said and overhead presses and stuff but um i just like yeah i like the fact that I don't have to just do one thing, you know, like I'm, I come to an enemy. I'm like, well, you know what? I want to do the thing where I just, there's one where you just kind of like swing to the side like this. And that's yeah. like really <laughs> nice to do as like the second or third thing you do, because maybe you'll feel a little bit of a fatigue and that just kind of like loosens your body up and mm. kind of stretches you and it feels nice and it attacks all the enemies on screen. So you're like, it, it serves double duty of like being like a nice sweep attack while you're, while you're doing a little bit of a stretch. So I think it's just really well laid out and, I hope to actually, I haven't thought to like monitor my progress necessarily. I did take my weight down and stuff, but like yesterday when I was playing it, I was eating pizza while I was playing it. So Uh, don't do that. I'm not really looking at this (laughs) in a holistic way. You're playing it wrong. (laughs) I was like that one fitness place. So there's 
Planet Fitness, they offer like Pizza Fridays or something. Yeah, we have that here and too. Like, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. never understood that, but yeah, I've heard of that. So. Yeah, Conan Conan was uh, had a membership there because it's so cheap. Like it's it's like $10 a month or something like that. The main reason I was doing it is because I was on a time crunch. I had some stuff I needed to do and uh, I needed to get stuff ready for dinner. Uh, say, how did you oh, – wait, you're making dinner and eating pizza? And well, no, I was eating lunch before <laughs> I went to go buy all the stuff for dinner and then prep it up and have it ready to go. So oh, okay. I just had kind of a time crunch, and I was like, well, I really want to get this done before I go out today, so I'm going to eat this pizza while I play. <laughs> I just have this image in my head of you like with the ring and a pizza in one hand and just like <laughs> being like <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> just like squeezing it to your mouth and eating. It felt weird. I'm not going to lie, but it was still fun. And then I got the meat sweats because it was sausage pizza. So it's great. Have no, you had meat sweats? They were regular sweats. Have you been doing the full running or are you doing the silent mode? I'm doing the running. How, yeah. I, I, how's that? I've never done it just because second floor and I don't want it. Or my downstairs neighbors to kill me. I like it. Yeah. I think, I think that, it's an important part of the workout for me personally. So I'm going to keep it for now. Um, mainly because I do want to get into running. I, I had a bit of a kick where I was running for a little while and I bought a Fitbit and all that stuff spent like money on trying to get like nicer shoes and everything for it. And then ended up kind of giving up on it. So this is sort of like a replacement and maybe even like a motivation to start running again. If I, cause it told me I ran a mile yesterday. I don't take that you know, in a fully literal way that I'm just bouncing on my heels in my living room. That's not the same thing, but, um, it did get me a little bit of a cardio. It's a little bit of cardio and stuff. So, uh, I know it lets you measure your pulse. I've heard mixed reviews of whether or not that's accurate, but I still think it's a cool feature. I, I don't know. I, I do it. I mean, most of the time it shows, shows it as pretty high, but I'm sweating also and I could feel my heart going. So and I, I always it do the cool down somewhat. Correct. Stretches. Um, which they say are optional, but it's like, why not just do the whole thing and sort of get the, sure. Yeah. Get more of a, an idea of what an actual workout should be like. And, and they I change ever return to the gym yeah. in real life. The, they, they change your cool down based on whatever you do in the workout yeah. though, which is pretty cool. So it won't always be the same. Like they'll, they'll change it to whatever exercises you did the most of. So I like that, how it kind of adapts to however you want to do it. And of course, like you can change, you know, it's like we were talking about it last night on the stream, but it's it's like Pokemon. You know, you can change your move set to to whatever you want, and it's and you can decide to like say one day you don't want to do squats, even though you do have to do them in the levels if you're doing the Ring Fit Adventure. But you would you could be like, oh, today I'm going to focus more on my abs, or I'm going to try to do this other thing, and you can rearrange what your move set is so you'll only do those attacks to people, even though you'll get to later where there's you know where there's different colors that are based on certain things. You know, it's like Pokemon. There's like types that are, that work better oh. against whatever, but, but I do like the, the flexibility. Did you try out any of the rhythm and any of the rhythm stuff on there? Yeah. Yeah. So I did want to say I, uh, briefly I did, pl- um, I've only played one mini game because I'm at, I'm on the third set of worlds and I think on the second set, they let you try the whack-a-mole. The whack-a-mole was really fun. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really well done. Like, because like you get the push and the pull and you're like hitting the interior moles and that it was just really fun and intuitive. And yeah, I played the rhythm game. I played that a few times. Which one did I play yesterday? I played the, I tried, I finally played like a mo- like the second to highest difficulty and I played the, uh, 
the re the we fit medley song last night and that's the most fun i've had with it because it had me fully engaged where i was like crouching down and oh yeah yeah stuff once you get the the once you kind of like intuitively grab the controls and you understand what the icons are that are moving towards you because it's a little confusing at first once you get that it's really fun it's mm-hmm. like a very satisfying rhythm game that uh i don't know they didn't have to put it in there and i'm glad they did uh i showed it to my partner shauna came over and was playing it last night and i think that's the part she liked the best when i showed her the music game but she had been walking around all day already because she was doing she was at a protest yesterday and she wasn't really feeling like getting like diving into ring fit adventure but yeah she seemed to, she seemed to like what she tried so far and hopefully she'll be playing it with me we're moving in together in a couple weeks so she'll she'll have that access to that and i've already kind of thought about how the the way our new living room is going to be set up to where it's going to be more conducive to using ring fit adventure mm-hmm. more so, space yeah i've already kind of like plotted out in my head how like the the living room kind of exercise area is going to be mm-hmm. for that so we'll see if it really works out when, looking forward to playing more of this game in the future you, you gotta you gotta don't forget about thigh rider man you, you gotta compete with the with the janet and i's uh, competition on thigh rider thigh rider is that yeah. one of the mini games yeah it's one of the mini games it's fun it's funny you just sit down and squeeze your legs together it's it's kind of a silly game but i think it's fun to play like you just squeeze the, the you, ring with your thighs? Yeah, you put the ring in, in between your legs. Like a thigh master? Just, yeah, it is. It's totally thigh master. But if you if you hit like uh, ZR or ZL, you can have it look at all, all your friends who have played Ring Fit. I don't know if you're if – you're, are you official friends with Janet on the Yeah, I've done Switch? that. Okay. I uh, So far, I've gotten better times than both of you on uh, – or better scores than both of you on all the music stuff I've played. Oh, okay. Yeah, I only played it a little bit. But it's a nice like thing to like kind of challenge each other through that you know you can do the yeah you both show you and both you and janet game honest has show up in my uh my comparison so yeah that'll be a fun thing too just a little little light competition between all of us and what we can do and uh, yeah i'll try thigh rider i mean given all the squats i've been doing i'm gonna have a really nice lower section eventually you can work that butt out according to plan yeah <laughs> yeah uh uh, also, um, if you have, I, I do recommend if you have yoga mats to, to do that, especially when you start doing like the floor exercises and stuff, it really helped me like to get up and down off yeah. the floor. Did just, that's like, a good idea. Cause I don't have a pad one or something, does, but yeah, it'll be nice to like maybe have my own yoga mat since maybe one day I'll actually want to do yoga too. There, there, I mean, there's some yoga stuff in rig fit also. But yeah, J- Jess has some yoga mats and I, I I was using those and actually it helps me a lot for like getting, you know, for doing like the sit-ups and stuff because I don't want to do it on the, on, on, the hard, on the hardwood floor. Yeah. But it's I've the, literally, I haven't done any yeah. of that. I've only done the, the stuff where you remain standing up to do. Got to do, got to do the floor stuff, dude. It's, it's good. <laughs> it's I know. Good. I will eventually. I just didn't, I just haven't yet because of space, mostly space reasons. Mm-hmm. Not none of neither my living room nor my office really have the space for my full frame to like to fit out on the ground the way I need to. Sure. Re- and relative to the distance from the television, and then in my living room is kind of annoying because of my ceiling fans like right there in the middle, and if I need to reach above me, it's I gotta have to kind of stand askew from the screen to to be able to fully extend myself up. But it's going to be different at my new house. My new house has much higher ceilings. Oh, there you go. They're about as high as the ceilings at your house, I'd say. Oh, okay. Your that's, apartment, so that's good. That'll be helpful. But yeah, uh, 
I was I don't think I need to mention anything with Animal Crossing this week. Uh, well, we talked about it earlier. Animal crap as usual. Uh, so th- yeah, that's about it for this week. Just uh, continuing to say, if anyone in the wants to mention in the comments, like any tips for soldering a part onto a board or desoldering, both things I've never done before. You know, if you got any tips for me, let me know. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, but I feel like this is one of those things I'm just going to have to get my hands dirty and try to do a few. Do you times. have any spare parts that you can practice on before you go under? I do. Yeah, that's um, a definitely a good I idea. I do. I've got a couple old Game Boys that don't work anymore that I've been sort of just. I guess I have soldered some stuff, but mostly just to actually do it. I haven't done anything in a functional manner. I've just kind of like soldered some wires to different spots on on a circuit board and stuff. So. Just to see if I could. I just, so I'm yeah. starting to figure that out. But yeah, any any tips, tricks? This is a thing I'd like to be able to do pretty well eventually because I think it's a good skill to have for, especially given the hobbies that I have. That it'll be nice to be able to repair things. I've I've always I've always wanted to try to get into that. I I was in shop class. I mean, I took shop class in junior high, and I was also in shop club. So mm-hmm. I did I did a lot of soldering there, and I thought I thought soldering was a cool thing. But if you know if you know how to solder stuff, like especially like in the audio industry, if you can make your own cables, you can save so much fucking money because some of those audio cables are stupid expensive. So I mean, I think soldering would be a thing. I'd or love, repair I'd love your own cables, right? Or repair, new ones. yeah, repair your own cables too, because some of those some of those breakaway cables are like three hundred dollars, like at the at the lowest. So it's like ridiculous. So something on those cables, like AV cables in general, I used to work at Best Buy. And it would have days where they would just clear stuff out and like we could buy stuff for a dollar. Uh, these are cables that are like a hundred bucks or whatever. So the markup on those are, is absolutely huge. And you're right. If you can just figure out a way to find some cable that, you know, somebody quote unquote doesn't work anymore, fix it up. Like you can save yourself a lot of money real easy. Mm-hmm. versus buying your hundred dollar cables. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't bought, I mean, I haven't bought any recently, but a friend of mine actually did fix a lot of my cables for me because I couldn't afford to buy a new ones. So it was just something that I wished I could do too, you know, cause it'd be fun. One of my friends is an electrician and like he taught his kids how to, how to solder. You know I mean? I think it's, I assume it's something that seems intimidating, but you know, not really once you learn how to do it. For sure. Yeah. No, it's a great thing to know. So definitely keep doing that. I went on kind of a, a, a tear a couple of years ago, I bought a bunch of old DSs that were broken and they've got different problems. Like they all work in some fashion or another, but like, for instance, the one I have here, I, I think I only paid like, I think I paid less than 20 bucks for it. Um, and, uh, the only problem is that well, you can't charge it, but the battery works. I know because I used a different one to charge the battery. So I know it works. Um, so it's like, if I can actually figure this out, then I have a bunch of projects already lined up. Of things I could fix, so it's just kind of been on the back burner for years now, and you know, no pun intended, as far as the burning goes. But uh, now that I know that I'm gonna have more office space and all this, I just kind of like, am kind of like, I don't know if you call it nesting, but I'm I'm getting all my equipment together that I know that I'm gonna want in my new office space that I'm gonna have soon. So. Yeah, it's a decent little soldering, soldering iron. It's one of the ones where you can actually control the voltage of it and the temperature with a, like a little knob and just a really cool little thing. And it wasn't that expensive. So, yeah, I'll update everyone on that. Maybe I'll have something new to say about it next week. If, if not, I'll just keep you updated in the meantime. 
Cool. Well, uh, moving on, let's... Uh, what How much I- for me, other than uh, Duke Nukem, um, my big achievement this week was I finally got S-Rank on Mario Maker 2. Whoa. S-Rank is like your general rank? Pro style. It's like there's A and then there's S. There's also S+. plus. Oh, wow. So S+, plus is the last one. But yeah, so when you when you do the multiplayer, you get a little point. You, you get like... It varies, but I think it's like 40-something points if you win, and I think it's 17 points off if you lose, and then only two points off if you lose, but you get the flag. Mm. So, and I think, how many points was S rank? I think S rank was like five, maybe 4,000 points. Hmm. That's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of Mario Maker. Aren't you like close to like 500 hours on that, or are you already passed? Oh, I passed 625. Oh, you're at six now. Yeah, so I saw you were almost at 600 yep. at one point. I don't know what happened, but for some reason, I can't look at your at your game stuff anymore. I don't know if you accidentally hit a privacy setting or something on your Switch, but I'm not able to look at your hours anymore oh. on, this, on the thing. But no, I remember last time I checked, you you were almost at 600 hours, which is, that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot more Mario Maker than I played. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Like, yeah. you know, millions of Mario levels. And if you like Mario, there you go. I love the, mu- the multiplayer aspect. It's just, I don't know. I don't see myself getting tired of it. Yeah, and that's even... I'll probably be the last one playing when the server goes off. <laughs> and that's even with, like, it not, you know, it being kind of a little, like, laggy and stuff like that. Even with laggy... Yeah, sometimes the lag is kind of fun. Like, if it's if it's at least, like, smooth lag and it's in slow-mo, you can actually add to it. Add to the know, difficulty. You're playing on a level for 15 minutes, but it's, it's not jittery. Mm-hmm. It's, like, super slow-mo. It makes it really tense and kind of fun, but um, most of the time it's a pain. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you're still enjoying that. Okay, yeah. Well, that's that's what we've been playing. So let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about the news. Hey, you! It's me, Mario! Yeah, you! Ha-ha! <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired! Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show? Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey Mario, let go. Whoa! 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 
join us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Ah! Ah, Patreon.com slash Nintendomate Podcast. Game over. Okay, so there were so there was like a there were a couple other directs. We talked we talked about the news with Natasha earlier about the Pokemon presents, and but we haven't talked about so there was there was a Smash Brothers direct, or you know Sakurai just basically playing around as one of the new characters. Uh, a smashing theory was correct. They predicted that the new Arms character would be Min Min, and it was Min Min, which makes sense because she was the one who won the most popular character from all of the Arms events that happened so it's pretty cool one one thing i think is worth noting about that video is uh min min actually controls differently than most smash brothers characters because of the way that arms works where you control both arms you can actually instead of b being your uh special move b is your your right arm i think it's your right arm and a is your left arm so that's a cool thing that that men men will control differently than any of the other characters on smash brothers so i thought that was worth noting Plus, there were some additional. Uh, there's some additional outfits. Like there's a there's that Fallout guy is in there now as a me fighter. You can you can put that in there. Among uh, was it Ninjala and like and was was another one that they added. I didn't. Oh, I didn't Ninjala was on there. Uh, no, not in, in Ninjala. Ninjara, the guy, uh, the ninja guy from uh, Arms. I always get okay. him and Ninjala confused because it's it's, it's like I'm it's like Lodo. It's like Lodo and Roto from. Uh, Dragon Quest. It's like Ninjala or Ninjara. It's like that's why they're one and the same. No, it's a, one one of the arms characters. There's there's a there's a thing you can use for that. I find it weird. All of those are seventy five cents aside from the regular thirty dollar extra fighter pass, which I'm still not any. I, I'm not. I, I know that Min Min comes out next week, and I do want to play as Min Min, but I'm like I don't know if I'm going to drop thirty dollars on the fighter pass like now at this point. So I'm kind of undecided about that, but I do think Min Min looks like a really cool character. Uh, Sakurai showed new amiibo in there, which I thought that was really cool. I thought the Joker amiibo looked really cool. And of course, the Dragon Quest Hero amiibo looks awesome as well, which is one that I was very much looking for, looking forward to. And that's one that I have to get. So it's funny because I haven't thought about amiibo in a long time just because I have not gone shopping anywhere for like four months. So, you know. It's it's interesting to see some new amiibo stuff. It was also interesting that they they recorded this this presentation like last month, like at the beginning of May, and like they're just putting it out now. So that's just going to show. And and Sakurai does say that in the presentation, he mentions that he hopes that things are maybe better by the time this gets out. You know, because there he talks about like the quarantine, and he talks about how. I thought it was pretty cute that he said this is the first time that any of the Nintendo developers have ever shown their apartment in uh, or their house in 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 the in the direct. So 
See, he had, he Somebody had a, found Sakurai's couch and they priced it out. You can get that couch for fifteen hundred bucks. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a little like love seat. It was a little two seater. Yeah, but it was it was cool. They they also added some new stuff to the single player. Now, if you go through and look at all the spirits, you can uh, you can read you can do you can do them again. Try to break the record that you did. That's pretty cool. Also, if you guys remember way back when when Smash Brothers came out, we talked about that one level in the single player, the Donkey Kong one that was like almost impossible to beat. You remember that one where John was the only one that beat it because you use like one power up and another thing. The one where you have to like hit the one character and it's on the part with all the parts moving in the Donkey Kong level that's almost impossible to do. You remember that level, Maybe right? I remember, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You were the only one that beat it. But Sakurai was playing around with it and he just jumped up oh, to that's the, right, yeah. he just jumped up to the very top where Donkey Kong was and that and that's how you beat it. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. But it was uh I guess there's new there's new like hints in there to help you like beat some of those some of some of those harder ones is what it looked like. Where it'll be like, hey, oh. if you use this and then this, then that'll then that'll do that. Or maybe it's like an achievement system. I was a little confused on that part of the direct. But if you watch the last part of it, there's some cool stuff about the single player that's on there. So so they did add a little bit stuff, a little bit of extra stuff in there. Did so you guys it, ever beat that single player mode or no? No, I didn't. And actually actually watching the new updates to it, I was like, man, I should go back and beat that because I never did. Are you I, aware of the ending yet? No, I, I you, okay. did, you didn't say it, but you said it was that it made your heart uh, feel warm or, the, or something like that. So yep. I was like, maybe I I'll should reiterate, go back and yep. it, yeah. it be one of your, your beats of the week. I think it's, it's worth it to yeah. put in the time on that one. I actually thought about going back to it just from watching this direct, being like, man, I, sh- I should do that. And I know Jeremy said that he deleted it off his system, so maybe. Yeah, I just, man, memory <laughs> is a big problem on my Switch. Yeah, I was really, I, I was hoping to like maybe buy a terabyte one, even though they're so expensive. Like this is back when I was working regularly still. Not now. I'm obviously not buying one now. But like back when I was on that show still, I was like, maybe I can buy a terabyte if I could find one. It's not like, if, if it was like maybe I could find a hundred dollar one, I thought about dropping money on that, but not right now. But it was, you know, and you're and you have less than I have, so I can only imagine like this where that's at. Yeah, I've got the 128 gig, and it's kind of dumb. But I went to the store last week and bought a micro SD, kind of on a kind of on a whim because they were on sale, and I was like, I think this is bigger than the one I have, and it was the same exact size. Oh no! So, well, I needed it for something else anyway, for the Raspberry Pi project I'm working on. Oh okay. I was kind of hoping that the the one I bought was going to be bigger, and then I could just switch them out, and then, but uh. Nope, same size. So, next next memory card I buy, I'm going to try to make it at least five twelve. Yeah, the five hundred. That's going to be expensive, but I mean the five hundred ones are on sale sometimes. I think I got one on sale from Amazon for like fifty dollars. So it 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 varies. Just just I like, keep checking because they do go on sale. I will. Quite that might a bit. be my next purchase instead of a game. Although, well, Color Splash, not Color Splash. You know, the Paper Mario games will be my next big. The one that the one that you'll get. That I'm that I've taken one for the team, yeah, yeah, and that I've determined that I'm skipping. But uh, yeah, so so that's that's that. There were there were a couple things I don't want to talk on about them for very long. But Ninjala is releasing today, but it's not going to be available until seven o'clock tonight. So, but I am excited about playing that game. It's free to play. Uh, hopefully, I, I'm trying to do more stream stuff. I've been wanting to do a multiplayer stream thing on Sundays with viewers. So maybe I'll do that this Sunday. Also, also announced there's going to be a Xenoblade Chronicles Tetris 99 event. I'm very excited about that because the music in Xenoblade Chronicles is so good, and it's going to be nice to have it on there on Tetris 99. 
Also, uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer finally came out this week. Um, I didn't get it because I think it's a little overpriced for what it is. It's $15, but there's not a whole lot of enhancements from the original Nintendo 64 game. So I ended up, I'm skipping it for now. It's still kind of on my back burner, but that's that. But one, one thing that I did want to talk about, which is something that I, that almost passed me by. And I just want to say how much I, how much I am dedicated to all the listeners of this show. I ended up saying, we're actually recording earlier today and ended up staying up extra long last night to make sure and watch this direct for you because there was a hidden direct that happened called uh, the New Games Expo. It's like a 45-minute direct. It's 80% Nintendo games. There's like, towards the end, there's like three that are only PlayStation, that are PlayStation-only releases, but most of it's all Switch stuff. And there's some pretty cool stuff in there. The the video started out with uh, a No More Heroes 3 thing that's like kind of a troll from Suda basically showed some of the footage, but his head is in the middle of the frame, so you can't really see any of it. But you still have an idea of what it looks like. It definitely looks like a regular No More Heroes game. So that's good to that's good to see. And also there's this giant fucking um superhero guy that he's fighting behind him. So that's pretty cool. So so there you go. But but aside from that, uh they showed uh I'm just going to try to run through it real quick here. Uh, they, sh- they showed uh, Catherine has a rewind feature where you can go back a few moves in case you in, oh, case, you, cool. in case you fuck up, which actually made me more interested in the game now because uh, Jeremy and I, we both played the original Catherine. This is for the Catherine full body release, which I think comes out like in a week or something. Uh, also, um, was it Burnout Paradise is out now too for, uh, for Switch from EA, which actually there was also an EA event that announced there will be seven games for Nintendo Switch, including Apex Legends, which is a huge game, which I actually said, I don't remember how many E3s ago it was, but I did predict on one of our shows that Apex Legends would eventually come to the Switch, and here it is. Um, there's Seems like it would have happened last year. I don't know why it took so long. Yeah, but I mean, that's another free-to-play Fortnite-type game that everybody really likes, so... You know, that'll be cool one to check out. There's going to be, somebody actually broke it down. Uh, VentureBeat did what the actual seven games are Burnout Paradise, FIFA 21, Apex Legends, Lost in Random, uh, Villain Studios, which I think is one of the more indie studios, uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remake, which is cool. I'll definitely play that. And the Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville, which is on other systems. So, yeah, that looks like some cool stuff coming to Switch. Uh, continuing on with the, with the direct here, there's a new Harvest Moon called Harvest Moon One World. So if you're not tired of farming and, and crafting and all that, there's another one of those. It kind of looks more, you know, more in the 3D way, but that's supposed to come out in the fall. Uh, Tina, Tina and Kuna, this game actually looked really cool, or Tin and Kuna. It was a 3D platformer where you're this little ball that kind of turns into things sometimes. Uh, I was actually, that one I marked that I was like, man, I, there's not enough 3D platformers for Switch. So that was one that I was interested in. There's this other game called Billion Road, which is actually already out. It released in April and it looked, it looked a lot like Fortune Street. And I was so inspired by it that I actually bought it after watching the, after, after watching the thing because it's on sale right now because I guess it just got released to Steam or something like that because of, because of the timing. It's half off and it's normally 40 bucks. And it was on sale for 24 so I went ahead and got it because from watching the trail of it, it looks like a game that that we would really be into, Jess and I, because it takes place in Japan. It's based on, like, actual locations in Japan. 
Uh, it's very much like Monopoly, Fortune Street, uh, Mario Party. You roll a die, you move around Japan. You can buy different, you can buy different stores and stuff, kind of like you would in Fortune Street. But in this one, there's like a Godzilla aspect to it, where like this, uh, where there's a random Godzilla that'll show up and destroy things possibly, and you can use money through that. And you can also hire your own monsters to fight against the Godzilla monster that comes to Tokyo to destroy everything. It looks like super wacky and super like fun. Uh, board game type uh, uh, multiplayer thing. And I was so, I just watched the the trailer of it and I was like, oh no, this game looks badass. So I just went ahead and bought it. So hopefully I'll be able to talk more about that next week. That was like a purchase that I did just out of the blue because of, you know, because of all the stuff that I liked. There's another game called Fight Crab, which I thought, <laughs> I actually thought of you and you and Jeremy, John, or John and Jeremy, because uh, it looks like, it looks like a Crab Dadliest Catch is what I said on here. Kind of reminds me of a, of that one game, just Octodad. because of Octodad. Yeah, because it's like a crab where you're fighting as a crab, but all your arms are moving around and you can't really move it well. And there was a part where the crab's like hitting the other crab with like parts from the episode racer engines, like the ones that were like on Anakin's racer. And there's like lightsabers in there. There was a lightsaber battle and a bunch of other shit. And, you know, you have to flip the other crab for like three seconds, like to pin them. And that's how you beat them. And it, maximum it, damage. It, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought of that about that, of course, but it just, it just looked like a fun game to, to play. You know, it doesn't have, doesn't have a release date, but it has a, but it was like, Oh, that looks cool. And uh, also, what is it? There was some new Samurai Showdown character DLC. I have that game. I haven't played it enough. We can pass through that. Um, there were there was a whole lot of like interactive novel type games that I don't think I need to get that much into. Uh, was it ReZero, Prophecy of the Stone, uh, Fallen Legend Revenants? That looked like a two D Fire Emblem game where it was like turn based, but it's like just just a two dimensional thing. One that I think I do want to point out that I think Jeremy would find pretty cool. Um, they're making a Neo Geo pocket, uh, Neo, Neo Geo pocket color collection game for switch, which I think is pretty rad. This from, from what I saw of the videos, there's uh stuff from, it looks like there's King of fighters on there. It looks like a Samurai showdown, uh fatal fury, like a bunch of different games that came out for Neo Geo pocket color is going to be in a collection for the switch and it looks really cool. And it has the, has that terrible frame that if anybody who bought Samurai showdown and got the Samurai showdown to download, it's basically the same premise where you can, you can play it where you can see the front of the Neo Geo pocket color if you want to, or of course you can zoom it in, but it's cool. It's like a collection of games, no price for it yet, but it looks really cool. Um, another one, another big one is uh bloodstained curse of the moon Two. I'm excited about that. Uh, that's another game that I didn't actually beat was Curse of the Moon One. So maybe this will maybe this will inspire me to go back and beat Curse of the Moon One because that's I, kind of a surprise, right? Like because yeah. Curse of the Moon was sort of like um, that was like an extra that was thrown in to the original Kickstarter, right? Like if we meet this goal, then we'll make another, we'll make a demake of it or whatever. Yeah, I thought it was thrown on there because uh, Ritual of the Night was taking so long to come out that they like kind of wanted to put something. Well, and yeah, it also had to do with the with the Kickstarter level, but but they wanted to be like th- put like an appetizer in there. I think to the regular game is kind of what I felt from it. But it was like a full complete. It was like playing an NES Castlevania on there, yeah. 
And it was NT Creates, like the same guys who did the Blaster Master stuff. Like they've, they've been known for doing, and they also did the Mega Man Zero games originally before they were called that. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're very, they have high pedigree for, for great, uh, doing great classic style retro games. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. There's three new characters in there. Uh, Dominique, Hachi, Robert. Um, they all have different, uh, was it Dominique has like the spear and she can throw like tornadoes at people and stuff like that. There's a lot of cool new stuff in there. So I was super psyched to see that on there. Okay. So yeah, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2 looks really cool. That's a thumbs up for me. Also, that was like, what, we got that for five bucks when it first came out? Yeah, it wasn't, it was less than 10, I think. Either maybe it was like 11. It wasn't expensive, is what I'm saying. So I don't think this one's going to be expensive as well. And maybe Worth they'll everything. do, maybe they'll do a cool deal on the first one and maybe you can get that one for cheaper at the same time. That'd be a nice thing. Uh, I, I, it looks like it's doing, they're doing the same NES style. I, I did kind of wish that maybe they would, I was hoping that maybe it would go more to like the Super Castlevania Super style, NES. like make a little more Super Nintendo stuff, but it still looks good. Like if you watch the video on this direct, it's great. Like it looks, it looks really nice. The bosses look really big and it looks, it looks, it has like a lot of messenger vibes to it from what I saw on the, on, on the bosses. And we like that. Also, there, there's a game, uh, fairy tale anime RPG. I haven't watched the, or what is it? It says fairy tale in the in the video, but yeah, it's a it, there's an RPG coming out for the anime. It's on Netflix. Uh, I've heard about it. I haven't watched it yet. It looked kind of cool. It's coming out July, July 31st. It's around the corner. I probably won't buy it as of right now. But they are they are doing a Samurai Showdown Neo Geo collection right now, which is another SNK thing that was on there that I thought was pretty cool. Um, there's a museum mode in there where you can go through and look at different things. There's actually a, a developer interview video on there, which is awesome. And another thing I forgot to mention about Duke, uh, Duke Nukem also has a commentary track. I haven't, I haven't messed around with that, that. but cool. it, but if you go into the options, you can turn on a commentary track to listen to while you play the game. So and it's all John St. John doing the Duke voice. <laughs> it's just like, man, you suck at this. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we had a really tough time with these sprites over here. <laughs> the level design on this was inspired by you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there, there's extra stuff. There's a museum mode. Apparently Samurai Showdown five perfect never came out here and that's going to be on there. So that's, that's a big thing about getting it. But there's, there's also like this whole collector's edition that you can buy that has like a plastic, that, that comes with like a plastic cartridge that's like the same size as the original SNK stuff. And there's like art books and soundtracks and all this other shit that you can get for PlayStation 4 and Switch. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, more, more novel shit is what I have on the notes. Uh, P, was it P.O. Fior, Faded Memories? It's more a lot of interactive novel stuff like I saw that I don't don't really know much about and don't need to get into too much. There's this game called Pretty Princess Party, <laughs> where nice. you can have a princess lesson mini games. It said something like you basically cook, ride horses, and do some other shit. It's a chibi princess game. I don't know. I'm not gonna get it. I think it looks funny, but I understand that some people would like it. Uh there's a Sheer and the Wanderer. Uh, remake that's coming out, which actually looked pretty rad. I think, uh, I never played any of those games, but I know, like, uh, I know Jeremy, Jeremy Parrish speaks very highly of it. But, uh, sure, in the Wanderer, it's like kind of like a, one of like the earlier roguelike type games, but it's supposed to be really good. But if you look at the trailer for this, like, this looks like, you know, like Chrono Trigger level, like beautiful sprites, like Super Nintendo sprites, but HD. And that's actually what really turned me on to it. And there's also, a. I, I, there's actually an online co-op to it, so 
I was intrigued by that game. Like that was something that I was like, oh, because you can actually you can have there's like a two player thing where you can send, and I think you can do it single player also, where you know normal rogue likes when you die you lose everything, but this mm-hmm. is one you can die and you can send somebody in to rescue yourself when you died. So you get a second chance to come and get yourself out of there and not lose all your progress. So that was a cool thing. But yeah, it's called uh, the Tower of Fortune and the Dice of Fate. And I thought that one looked really cool. And then there's there was a sizzle reel. I didn't know I didn't know what all was Nintendo on that because it didn't really give all the things. But the Shantae and the Seven Sirens was on there. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel three was on there. Um, Mad Rat Dead looked like maybe a Switch game. I don't know. Um, I think I think I might have I might accidentally skipped it, but. Yeah, I did accidentally skip a few, but that's fine. Uh, tra- they also did say Stra- Trails of Cold Steel 4, which is the final game of the Trails of Cold Steel series, is coming to Switch 100%. It's going to come out for PS4 in October 1st, and then it'll be in Switch in 2021, so we do have to wait a little bit for that. Um, yeah. And uh, and the big one for me at the very end was... Uh, the announcement that Ease 9 is coming to Nintendo Switch. And that was what my nickname was earlier, is that uh, I'm ha- very happy about that because I enjoyed Ease 8 so much, and I'm very happy that Ease 9 is coming to Switch. And I don't think, I don't know if it was even, I mean, it wasn't even fully confirmed that it was coming to America, even though I'd be si- surprised that they didn't. But anyway, Ease 9 has a really cool trailer on there. Uh, looks like the characters, like, looks like Adol has, like, some sort of crazy hookshot thing in it. Uh, one girl is, like, running up the side of a building. Uh, another guy's flying around with giant bat wings. I'm super psyched. I'm sure the soundtrack's going to be amazing. And it'll probably be my favorite game of that year because I loved Ease 8. And uh, I'm very excited to play another Ease game on the Switch. But I feel like that was the best way to end the Direct. It was a nice, like, and one more thing for me, you know, being such an Ease fan. So, so yeah, that was on there. And one more thing. I want to say one more thing before we have to go here. Uh there's a new trailer for Sea of Stars, which was that game that I kickstarted or supported, whatever, for uh, the Messenger. The guys who made the Messenger, they have uh, they're making a new RPG, and uh, looks yeah, really cool. it looks beautiful. It looks it's the one thing is like it's not releasing to 2022. That like I was like that blew me away. I was wait, I was like, wait, what? Hold on, no, that's way too long from now. That's uh, I can't believe that. Yeah, yeah well, they, of course, announced it with the with the Kickstarter, which means they hadn't really started making the game yet or, or weren't that far into it. So, yeah, 2022. Yeah, that's so... That's, f- the, that's the flip side of, of doing the Kickstarter is, like, yeah. you get announced to it. So it gets announced so early, now you got to wait so long. Yeah, but I was like, I, I was I was sure that it was going to be a 2021 game. I thought it would, like, maybe be, like, holiday at the latest, and it just kind of caught me off guard that I was like, oh, shit, two years. It's, like, the only game I know of that'll be releasing in 2022 as of right now. But, but no, it looks, it looks gorgeous. Like it looks very good. Yeah. And it looks like something that I definitely want to play. And yeah. This and I'm inspired my nickname. So when they were rattling off the names of the characters, the, the, there's like a boy character and a girl character and the boy character, his nickname is the sun boy. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. It's like a sun boy and moon girl is yeah. <laughs> where the names I'm like, okay, well fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there was a cook also, right? There, there's like a, there was there was a cook guy that they showed, and it was funny because he says like his line of dialogue is like, "Hey, have you have you heard of spoilers?" And then it's like block, it's like redacted. I think it even says redacted because of spoilers or whatever. So that was pretty funny. Like he comes in and talks about an event, I guess that happened that they don't want to get into yet. But 
It looks it's looking really good. I'm glad that I supported it. Also, I went I went to the full level where I get the soundtrack and get to get on the Discord of the creators, the most important thing, because I was hoping to have them on the show at some point. You get your name on a gravestone too, don't you? I think so. I don't know. I think it did I did like the forty dollar one, something like that, where I Yeah, in the game. Look I, out for Trey's name. Yeah, I did it. Well, I did it because I wanted to be in contact with the with the developers, you know, because we've they we kinda like flirted <laughs> back and forth a little bit on Twitter, like when we we you know when we appointed a the messenger our game of the year of of uh, of that year when it came out. So, you know, so they kinda know us. So I thought it'd be a cool way to, you know, try to get our foot in the door on that. But, and nothing else, just continuing to support developers that make stuff we like. Yeah. For, for sure. But on that note, I think I think we can wrap. I think we can wrap up the show here. Um, I know I know some of us have to get somewhere, but uh, yeah, this has been this has been episode two hundred twenty five of Nintendo Main Podcast. Uh, you can find us at nintendomainpodcast.com. dot com. You can find me at Nintendo underscore Domain on Twitter. Jeremy at jmaxstack. Uh, YouTube dot com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Uh, also, uh, twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. I said I'm going to be trying to do more streaming stuff. I'll be streaming Thursday nights. I'm going to try to do Sunday nights and possibly Saturday nights as well. So that's, uh, plus I'd like to start streaming this show as well again, th- Wednesday night because I just got the new Twitch Studio beta, which I think will work, work pretty cool for that. And also, if you would like to send us some money, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. You can hear all of our bonus shows. I think they're pretty cool. And this month, I will be giving all of our stuff that we get from Patreon to a Black Lives Matter cause, which I will announce that when I do it, of course, at the end of the month. So we'll let you know. But yeah, if you give us money, we're giving it to Black Lives Matter. So it's it's good for that. And uh, yeah, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We will see you next week. See you.